0: another episode of soothing semantics soothing semantics i love the name i love i love the name of my own podcast <laughs> i am your host rafi pinsky and today today ladies and gents we have round two with a very special gentleman leo Ophir. welcome to the show How good are you? to see you again it's a pleasure having you man so i'm going to quickly you. make sure to like subscribe and share smash the like button don't forget to subscribe Leave your comments whatever the comments may be. We're all we're, we're happy to have them and For all your real estate needs whether you're buying selling renting or investing make sure to contact me You can find me at Rafi the realtor You can shoot me a comment on YouTube. You can send me a DM My contact info is on Instagram as well. So make sure to reach out to me if there's anything I can do to help without further ado we have If you haven't seen the first episode that I've done with Lior, make sure to check it out so you can get a better idea of who he is. Um, You can hear all about his military experiences. But just to give a little recap, Lior served in one of the most impressive and well-trained and experienced units in the world. Definitely one of the most uh, incredible units in the Israeli army. It's known as Shayetet 13, which uh, is the Israeli Navy Seals of Israel. And they are responsible for, uh, you know, they're they're part of the Navy, obviously, if, if uh, you're familiar with the Navy SEALs. And uh, without further ado, hello, sir, how are you? know, good, good. Good to have you.
1: You know, I was thinking about our last episode. <clears throat> I really liked it. I think, you know, gave a lot of values, um, shared some, you know, military service uh, stories, you know. Um, was fun, fun time, you know, uh, what I really found fascinating. I don't know if people know, but we schedule to have one hour session, uh, because we, it was just between the holidays, the Jewish holidays back then. And you had the dinner and I had the dinner and we kind of like, we found ourselves uh, running the episode for two hours. Right which is like, like we could continue all day. You I know, it was,
0: done, I could have done four hours. Uh,
1: yeah, easy. easy. Then the funniest thing that, you know, and, you know, we talked about what will be, you know, the, the theme or the subject of today's and we, you know, we decided self-development, right? I think it's relevant for everyone. Even if you are shark, even if you're just, you know, a, a beginner's early career, you know, entrepreneur somewhere in your route. And, um, after the episode, after we extended for another hour from what we planned, we found ourselves speaking for 45 minutes more in the parking lot, which is like, shows you, you know, first of all, you know, you are interesting person and, you know, I want to believe that we both kind of like having, you know, same aspirations. We want, you know, to be better, uh, keep develop ourselves, keep, you know, um, impact our you know kind of like circle, right? And and do better. You know, just kind of like we are ambitious enough to want to learn more and want to uh develop uh, develop ourselves. And I was thinking after, like, why we d- did we do that? Like, why we we you know we had two hours of you know recording an amazing episode. You know, and we talked about so many you know discipline and the military service and you know how you take it to your career and and everything really was i think i was listening to that i like every bit of of this episode and um i was thinking when do we actually learn when think about it when you know we're saying we want to learn more but when do we actually learn so i had to kind of like go deep into my thought and and understand it and while i did this purpose this kind of like re- rehearsal i actually learned that at least for me I can say, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's same with everyone. You learn the most when you brainstorm with yourself or with, you know, mind like-minded people, right? Um, and then you analyze what you spoke and kind of like how you led there. So, you know, I hope I hope we'll um, we'll succeed. Uh, do this today too. Oh, I have no doubt it's gonna be an amazing episode.
0: I have no I have no question. It always is you just certain certain times With all honesty, you have to stretch an episode out a little bit and I never force it when I when I see the conversations kind of dying out I just kind of end it right there But then there's certain people that have such an interesting story and there's so much that they can teach me and the people watching The episode just goes sometimes the conversation just flows naturally and that was the case with us for, for sure. So right. I have no doubt. <laughs> if, I'm, if it goes two hours with us, I'm more than happy to do that again. Likewise, okay? for sure. So okay, so just as you mentioned, you know, well, first for the people who, who don't know from the from the previous episode, you work for, for the for the Jewish Federation of Broward County, mm-hmm. right? So what does that what is that every day entail? What are you primarily doing for them? How are you building their, their company?
1: So when we, when we met, I think it was literally my first month in the organization, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a big organization with a lot of, you know, very influential, a lot of different, you know, different aspects, different, you know, reach to, to the community. So honestly, I didn't even know how my role should look like. Um, but I mean, I knew it's like this challenge that I'm looking for, it's this. Way to have a purpose besides, you know, besides all the obvious thing that that we all chasing. I, I, you know, I kind of like always think about what legacy I want to leave behind, you know. And so, just just a, a quick example, and and I'll go back to where I am I, I am today. You know, I, um, if you will ask my kid, four years old, four and a half years old, you will ask him what that is. As for work, he will he will tell you helping people. Man, this is like. Still, like, I have good time on my body right now. This is like, think about it. It's like, if tomorrow I'm not here, like, at least I know, I taught him already something important. And in particular, when you're looking at the new generation, this is what they're looking for. They're looking for to be valuable, to have a place where they can be important, but not just, like, power. They actually, you know the green the environment all all this it's it's just it's i think it's very different so if i'm looking at my you know our older generation so our parents maybe our grandparents they were looking for security they wanted to work to make a living they can have a roof above their head and food on the table look we all need it i'm I'm, i have two kids Mm -hmm. that's my first and foremost, you know, that I'm obligated to, to provide them. This is, this is straightforward. Uh, but I think when you're looking at the younger generation and we kind of like, we are in between, which makes it very interesting, but you know, you, you, you know, there are millions of people that are not working, which is like insane for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, it is what it is. I can't, you know, I can't fight, I can't fix all the problem in the world, mm-hmm. but you're trying to think why, and they just don't want to work in the cashier in McDonald's or something like that, they want to do something more. I think they're wrong because... Let me ask you a question.
0: I think some people actually do not want to do shit. (laughs) Some people really just want to sit on the beach and do nothing.
1: You know what? If tomorrow you give me all the money in the world and you tell me, you know, this is choose a beach, Thailand, Mexico, anywhere you want. Sit there, enjoy, drink mojito, eat whatever you want every day, and do nothing. I will tell you, thank you. Not interested.
0: Me neither. Yeah. It's. Uh, I would do it for a little period, a week or two.
1: So, so I will tell you that um, I tried to think, you know, with myself. You know, do you want to be a millionaire or, a, a, you know, a billionaire?
0: I don't care to be a billionaire, but I definitely want to have. Several millions. But,
1: but if you can choose, you are the same Rafi, right? You're the same person. You can be a millionaire or not. What will you choose?
0: The, the question's obvious, yeah. Right.
1: Every person. Like, you right. need to be insane not to, right? right? I mean, this is, this is very simple. I mean, like, it's not without quite, cha- changing even your lifestyle. Just have the option, right? Like, I prefer to have a few like, more so zeros. We
0: were, to, right? like, what we were talking about with the, what I loved so much from the other episode is when you said, during my experience in, in the army, i will accomplish what i'm looking to accomplish and you're gonna have to cut off my limbs before i quit to me it's the same way i know that as long as i'm alive i'm going to be a multimillionaire. i'm positive anyone listening to this whether you believe me or not and i know most of my friends do it's it's going to happen i don't care if it takes me a year from now five years 10 years 15 years it's inevitable if i continue to work toward my goal i continue to fine-tune the things that that I know are working, remove the things that don't work. And over the course of time, certain things are just going to work and eventually get me to where I want to be. It's not even that the millions are the main goal. The millions are a byproduct. It's a byproduct. It's going to happen inevitably if I'm doing the things that I love to do and the things that work.
1: And, And look, I think it's not a shame to say that, you know. Having more money gives you more freedom or at least more options. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to hope for that. I don't think that should be uh, the main objective. But let me help you and myself and any any other person that hear us.
0: There's also nothing wrong with being fucking rich. <laughs> oh, there's nothing. Man,
1: I, you know, I have nothing but respect to those people, right. honestly. If yeah. I see someone that is, you know, rich as hell, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so happy for him. Right. You know, I just hope that his life is okay you know, in the level that, you know, is opportunities are allowing this person. But 100% and I was thinking about it myself, you know, because I just mentioned, you know, I want to have this legacy. I'm proud of what I'm doing today and everything. And at the same time, I also have I want to have a few a few more millions on my bank account. Mm-hmm. Why not? can hurt. Always good to have that. Maybe even to help other people, my family, my kids, my whatever I think is is important for me. And um, I kind of, like, analyzed, you want to be a millionaire, so what do you do about it? And I was thinking, you know, of course, we all need, you know, to open a company and to succeed and to grind, and, but the first thing that came to my mind is, like, are you living like you are a millionaire right now? Meaning, do you think that a billionaire or a millionaire right now is going out at night and spending their money or are they just driving the car and they hear you know rap music or whatever music they like to do probably no they read books they have you know business conversations they trying to you know level up whatever they do if it's a business if it's their family if it's buying a new house if it's invest in a new real estate more opportunities learning about other things that's what they do so i kind of like told myself you want to, you opt to be a millionaire, which is not again, my main, main objective, um, but you want to do that, but you don't live like such, or you don't do what a millionaire person would, will, will do. So think, think about that. There is a person that, you know, in, in uh, that called maybe Leo, right? Like my name mm-hmm. is maybe older, maybe younger. He has more wealth, financial wealth than me, and he's doing more to maintain slash gain more capital. And I'm here, I wanna be this, the other Leo, but I'm not doing what this Leo will do. So that was kind of like, for me, like an eye opening. And I told myself, okay, if that's the case, and if I wanna be a millionaire, I need to do at least what you will expect from your own version as a millionaire to do, then what do you do? And then I started to kind of like, okay, kind of like cut off as much as you can, the news. Like of course you have to be, you know, involved, engage. I'm also engaged with Israel. I'm engaged also, you know, here in in the politics, but not too much, but try to kind of like chop it off. You just consuming too much crap. Um, And in your free time, what do you do? When do you go to sleep? When do you wake up? How is your free time looks like? Is it like drinking a beer, or you know, or and watching Netflix, or is it like brainstorm with yourself and develop yourself and thinking about you know your next moves and 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 such as those things? And that really helped me to change almost all my lifestyle. I can tell you that that's my f- fifty seconds day in a row that I trained every single day for at least forty-five minutes every single day in the gym. I feel fantastic um in may so in april um since i train a lot kind of like I, I allow myself i keep very good diet just because i love meat so it's easy for me to eat meat and vegetables i'm not trying i'm just doing it so it's mm. like i'm not eating almost carbs at all just because i'm not like a big fan of that i guess um and so i try to uh, um uh to think besides that so i i i cut so i as I'm training, I eat a lot of sugar, you know, just chocolate here, chocolate there, a snake, whatever, you know, just allow myself. So in April, I allowed myself only once a day, whatever I want, but only once a day. So once I have a piece of chocolate in my mouth, for the rest of the day, I don't eat any sugar. And a month before, I cut all the sugar at 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I will say baby steps, but, but there is always you know always more i do always more to my personal growth or my personal health, and how i waste my my free time i i will say now how how do i invest you know uh in my free time basically um and i think you know as i'm looking at my you know now i'm seven months in my new position even more challenging than I imagined, but I can proudly say it, I'm very good in what I'm doing. Like I'm very good because i um, try to be always ahead of the game. Um, I'm not stopping until I know you know I, I'm done with what I need to do. And also I found a few uh, system for myself how to make it work with all my team, with myself, and you know in the organization and um achieve you know much better so this is you know it's it's um it's fun i really like what we're doing uh just for people that don't know the jewish federation in general is um is the b2b for um jewish but not just but mainly jewish other organization so for example you have your local synagogue or you know a jewish school or any other jewish program and they deliver uh, their programs or their services or products to, uh, you know, from food packaging to, you know, senior assistant and anything you can, you know, you can imagine. And they help the, the, their audience, right. Their clients, their people, their community, and we help those organizations. So, you know, I, I'm super proud of what we're doing because not just that we, you know, we help organization that Very important and help other people it's kind of like if we do help you it creates some accountability from this organization to be able to deliver what they promise to their uh, customers Mm -hmm. so um, my role is super challenging and i'm very good at that and it's you know being a chief operating officer for you know such an organization is like a privilege like i honestly like i'm I love what I'm doing. Like, there's like, even if you give me much more like financially, um, uh, different opportunity, I will probably. I mean, I won't say I won't consider that because you, you have to be dumb not to consider opportunities, right? I mean, life show doesn't provide us a lot of opportunity, right. but I don't see myself leave the organization right now uh, for for a few reasons. I mean. Financially is certainly something I need to improve I mean I'm you know still like in a good place, very good place. I can provide f- fantastic you know fantastically to my family and everybody is in a good place, but I think I learn a lot I do a lot I help my team and other people a lot also, which is something you can take the purpose is just phenomenal phenomenally i mean i'm you know we're helping organizations that helping people like yeah. the fact that I'm not working in an organization that the goal is to fill someone's pocket it's it's like very very unique, you know like I would prefer to work for my myself and to fill my own pocket because you know uh, we talked about it before being a millionaire can can't hurt right. comparing to you know not. I guess uh, you have, you know, rich people's problem when you do have all those zeros in your bank account. But I think most of the people will agree they prefer to have a few more, you know, millions.
0: Absolutely. It just depends who you are as a person really, I I, I don't worry about you being a multi-multi millionaire. I don't Uh, think it would make you a bad person. I think it would make you a better person.
1: agree. And look, another thing is that it's important to mention. So I have two kids and the weekends is my really opportunity to be with my family. I love my family and in a level that I, I can't even explain. Like my wife, we are in the best, you know, we best relationship we've ever been. Of course, you know, relationship, it's a roller coaster. But really, like we love each other, we support each other. Um, we're there for, you know, uh, this is, you know, in the ups and downs, we're definitely in the ups right now. Um, my kids are, like, more important than me, you know, like, clearly. Uh, so, mm-hmm. as as my weekends are very valuable for me, and let's be honest, for every person on this planet, I was trying to, you know, I found myself in the weekend, you know, someone asked me on Monday, how was your weekend? And I literally answered, like, I can't, I couldn't wait to be back at work. Mm-hmm. Now, you think about it, you know, the weekends are, for most of the people on this planet, are, like, the breeder they need. I'm um, you know among of the rest of the you know um world's population um but also I wanted to go back to work. I'm like excited. I'm ecstatic. Like I just wanna you know I love I love what we're doing. And I think kind of like to whoever listened to us if your weekends is your we all should enjoy the weekends because it's kind of like you know a way to spend your free time um but if you like during the week you can wait for the weekend and in the weekend you don't want to go back to your week you have to change some so we were in the weekends
0: <clears throat> yes you were telling me so you were telling me how you you were telling me how you uh yeah.
1: so i think you know whatever you do in your life if in the weekends you kind of like not looking forward to go back to work and, like, do whatever you do on Monday and every, you know, weekday, then something is wrong, like, with what you do. You you have to change it. You have to change it, like, fast because this is, is just, it's an indication for yourself that you are, like, I won't, I won't say in a poisonous um, environment, but, you know, we're in a marathon, not a sprint. So if you kind of like feel miserable or not inspired enough during you know during the week, then it's like we have seven days a week. The weekends is two days. So five out of seven days you kind of like can't wait to get to the other two. Then you know you're doing something wrong. So I think it's like an indication for everyone that listen to us and also for ourselves. That if in the weekend you kind of like, oh man, I wish the weekend was longer and I don't want to go back to like on Monday, it's like this is like you have to change something, like change a job, change a profession, you know, have something that, that will, will change this dynamic because, again, like five out of seven that doesn't work, then it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's heavy lift where you're back is is kind of like ruined and uh, injured you it know no,
0: it makes no sense it's crazy that i say this all the time yeah i say i say this all the time if people if people aren't aren't happy with their with their week then it's a big issue
1: yeah i'm like in some in some ways i even prefer my my weekdays than the weekends and and again like the weekends for me is like priceless because i you know I have this opportunity to be just myself and all my family and my kids. And, you know, I, I love them and I enjoy it and everything is on point, but still like I want to keep develop myself. I want to keep, you know, do more, uh, experience more, um, become a better version of myself in the weekends. I'm kind of like, enjoying life, but I, I, for the most part, you know, you not become a ver- better version, you know, of yourself. You just kind of like, you know, living life, which is super important. And this is why I'm, I am. I value the weekends like every other person on this planet, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I want to keep, you know, reach more. You know, um, I, I think I really like, you know, there is this quote that says, um, people that love um, to walk will reach further than the people that like the destination
0: yeah the journey the journey over the destination yeah
1: and I, i enjoy i enjoy it i enjoy working i enjoy what we love what we do and everything and another um super important piece i think that related to that in many ways is you know your environment kind of like in some way dictating dictated what type of uh, person you are, and slash who you will become in two years from today. I wanna give you an example from like the last two weeks. I have um, a friend, um, his name is Tim, he might be listening to this podcast, so I'll kind of like keep him private. This guy is like an, a role model. This guy is a private equity guy, uh, 40 years old, super successful, one of like, I don't know for many years, uh, but man, he is impressive. Like you, you know. You, sometimes you talk with a person and say, "This guy is a gem. This guy's like, you know, smart, good-looking, sharp, training, disciplined, successful financially, and you know, with everything he does, is like, is like, wow. You know, he's mm-hmm. like." And um, in any event, I just said that like a coffee with him, like for forty-five minutes. I had a meeting. Then I went to kind of like meet him and, um, you know, just catching up, chatting, um, every conversation that I have, it's kind of like, sound like a podcast because we sharing like the ideas with each other. And, you know, I'm like trying to be successful is the real deal is already there and is just kind of like just started, you know? So it's like this potential is even like, it's just insane. I'm, I'm, I have so much appreciation to this person. So I finished this meeting. And normally when I drive, which I don't drive a lot because kind of like my office is six minutes away from my home, but you know, I still like everyday drive, like every other person. And when I drive, I promise myself not to listen to music. In fact, I don't listen to music besides when I train. And um and I always kind of like hear podcasts and you know, listening to my books and you know, trying to make this this time and as we said, you know, you want to be a millionaire, what will you do, right? So I try to invest in myself to learn new skills and listening to books and stuff like that. So as I'm driving the car, I said, I turn off completely the, you know, like the the radio, like not the radio, like my, uh, um, the volume in my car. And I'm like just sitting, driving. And I said, oh my God, like I have so much work to do to get to even like not where I want to be, like just to... You know, get started. You know, this guy is like such an inspiration. I literally found myself calling my wife and I told her, Listen, my life is like perfect right now. I don't want to change anything. Like, you know, the, everything my career, my family, my all our, you know, mm-hmm. position is very good. But like, we need to do more. And, it, sure. and she's like, What do you mean? And I said, I just met with, with Tim now. And Oh, my God, like it just it gave me this like <clears throat> mind blowing of like this kick that like, you know, you have to be better. It's like there is like even now when you're like growing and better and you prove yourself and you keep proving yourself and there is so much potential in my position, what I'm doing and my life and my everything, I'm saying like, oh, my God, I don't even like close to this guy.
0: It's a famous French proverb. There is levels to this shit which means I said there's levels to this shit. <laughs> there's levels to this, there shit. Is okay. levels to this shit. You actually thought <laughs> I said something in French? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I think and, and this is this is the, what the point is, you know, the people that you're meeting, the people that you are talking with, the people that you are brainstorming brainstorm with The people that you're sharing ideas with, they are kind of like shaping who you are. I'm like in a great position and I just met him for a few minutes and he's like, dude, I have to level up. Right? So, you know, I always thought up, I thought about it, you know, your environment. I said, listen, I have friends since my childhood. Like literally Mm pre-K, I have like few friends, very close friends from pre-K, which will never change. They will be my besties forever and ever, right? Although they live in Israel. Um, but like, honestly the people that you are spending your time with is like, who are you going to be in two years from today? Pretty much. So that was for me, you know, really, um, a, a reminder for, you know, what to do to become more successful. And I think I have, um, I have a friend that opened a business uh, recently, and he's like, you know, Leo, like, what do you think I should do to be better? And you know, like, interesting dude. We always, you know, talking, and and I had, um, I told him, do you know a person, like, person that will help you at least in some level, right? Not your best friend, but a person that will help you in every field. So for example, kind of like I told him, if you want to know if you are on the right track or no, and, you know, it's not just network, but, you know, again, if you're talking about your environment, kind of like dictating who you are, um, do you have a friend that is a lawyer? And I think we all have to ask ourselves all the time those questions, and I will explain in a second why, but we literally have to ask ourselves, do we have a friend that is a lawyer? Do we have a friend that is an accountant? Do we have a friend that is, like, a real estate agent, right? Do we have a friend that is, like, um, working in a a moving company or a friend that has, like, you know, knows AC and any other financial, any other person that at some point you will need someone's help, someone's tip, someone's direction or guidance. If you don't have this person right now and especially when you're a business owner, then Stop everything and, and invest in, in building more your network mm-hmm. because those people will come in handy significantly when you need it. Right. You know, even just to fix your AC at home, it can cost you like, let's say, 800 bucks, just an average kind of like visit, right? If you have a friend, it's gonna cost you 200, right? So, and he's going to explain you sometimes, he's not even going to come, he's going to call you, hey, do you need this? Do you need that? Yeah, it's just the filter go to Home Depot, a filter costs 22 bucks, go change it, get a, you know, get your chair and kind of like, go fix it. Yeah. Right? So he saved you right off the bat, like a few hundred dollars. And so, I think it's important kind of like to, for all of us to, to remember that we always, and it's not, the goal is not to have a person that will save you the money, but it's an indication for you to know that you are like, you surrounded yourself in important people for yourself, right? I mean, some people value this, and some people won't. But it's, it's an indication for yourself to know if, if you're kind of like heading in the right direction because if you are going to have a business and you are going to have a friend, right, let's say you have a restaurant, you give a discount to your friend that is like an icy guy. You love him, he's your friend, it's two-way street. But also it will give you a discount when you need and this might be crucial for your business to succeed because especially in the beginning you know like every business is struggling in the first year mm-hmm. maybe more right mm-hmm. so as a rule of thumb we always need to be very thoughtful about our environment our circle um not even only the close circle but our network um i can tell you that tackle me with whatever you want, I always have this go-to person. I mean, yeah, I still need to improve myself too, but I always have this go-to person that I trust 100% to help me with whatever I want. More so, even if you need an help, help with something, I will be able to speak with this person to help you, Mm -hmm. which now, you know, it's not just that I have a good relationship with this person now. You have a good relationship with him and I have a good relationship with you. So it's kind of like it's, it's always uh, exponentially um, growing your ability to be more successful, to tackle better problems.
0: It's super important. Yeah, your network is your net worth. It's super important. It's so true. The more, the more people that you meet that you can trust, that you like, know and trust, and then you connect them like you're saying, you connect them with someone you know, and now there's a three-way, a three-way relationship and you continue to build and build and build and build and it's super important so in chicago i
1: have um one of them probably will listen to this episode maybe two of them um one of the best real estate lawyer in this country like the best um is in chicago and there is another guy a real estate guy that has like really really like big company so i'm like talking about like a guy, both of them like top of the chain with kind of like what they do. And um, I kind of like said, he's a a real estate lawyer, he's like super successful real estate investor. Mm -hmm. I connected between them. Now, like I'm like, who am I? I'm not even living now in Chicago and I connected between them. Mm -hmm. In fact, both of them heard of each other, but it's kind of like I was kind of like sending an email. And it's funny, there was kind of like they were both left in the email say, welcome to uh, Leo's club, Uh uh, boys' club, right? So, you know, it's funny, but those people probably like either of them will provide 10 times more value than I to any other person in their field. And I was still able to provide both of them, even a small value, but I was able to provide small value for both of them by connecting each other. I don't know what will come out of it, but both of them are cool. Both of them same age, both of them successful, you know, like-minded people always like to meet, you know, successful people. Mm -hmm. You, You see what I mean? So only everybody can only gain from kind of like this connection and, um, which leads me to another thing that took me years and years to learn besides your network. And it's kind of like a byproduct of that. I will say, but I think every individual should have, and I ask a lot of friends that, you know, very intelligent, some of them, you know, more successful than the others, but people that you will see and say, hey, listen, this guy is like a good guy, this guy, but not just, you know, personality, but like, hey, listen, he's, he's on the right track. And I ask them, do you have a mentor? And they're like, no, I say, stop everything. You have to have like a few mentors. It's Fundamentally, it, it can save every person so much time with taking decision, even knowing the right route, they're not going to replace you. They're not going to make the decision for you, but they will guide you in a way that you could make these decisions much better for yourself.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: I think it's, you know, it's, it's really, really a key to have those mentors and, um, so there is something I learned, uh, like in terms of decision making, how you make a decision making. So let's say now you have kind of like a conflict or uh, an opportunity or proposal. Normally, what people do? Um, what do you think that most of people kind of like? How will you will tackle that? You know, oh man, this is like
0: a real. So here's what I, here's what I here's what I think about. Right? Let's say since I'm doing a podcast, let's say I have a conflict, right? I, mm-hmm. I have two different investors. One is willing to give $100,000 for 30% equity and the other is willing to give me, you know, 75,000 for let's say 10% equity. Or, or even if we, we, we make it a little more enticing, the one who's giving more money wants less equity And the one who's giving less money wants more equity. So you would think, so you would think it's a no brainer. Let me take the more money, less equity, meaning he gets less equity. So this way I get more money and I also get more, I get to own more of my company. But the caveat is that the guy who wants more money and less equity also has more restrictions on what he's allowing me to do. So now I have to factor everything Mm -hmm. in. Okay. Well, eventually I'm accepting this money. I'm accepting, giving him equity, but Am I going to want to eventually buy the company back, buy this the rights to this podcast back completely once this starts to get off the ground? Or is he going to make that difficult for me? So now I have all these factors. What I would think about, okay, how much do I need to do the things I need to do? Do I need 100,000? How much do I need? How much equity am I willing to give up? Am I willing to give up any of my freedom to do the podcast the way I want to? Or am I okay with having a certain type of restriction? Oh, well, you can't do a certain kind of content. Is that okay with me so I would factor in those things Uh, once I have that stuff figured out I would have to think long term what are my goals long term where do I want to be in five years do I want to be doing this in five years do I want to be doing it for another ten years if it gets to a certain point maybe I'll hire someone else to be the new host of it so then I can kind of sit on the sidelines and collect the check so I have to factor all those things in I have to factor all those things in and then say okay well do I even want an investor or should I just do this on my own? And that's a question you have to. Right.
1: Have to so I think you touch very important points and I've kind of like built a formula that helped me a lot. And, and, and I kind of like build this formula based on like different mentors that I have, and I heard what they are doing okay. and, and mostly kind of like listening to how they take a decision. And I build this formula that I use with big decisions. Um, And I kind of like, it's a, I call it like a third, third, third. So three thirds, uh, that the first one is listen to people close to you. So always someone, you know, that you love, but sometimes the people that you love kind of like want to protect you. So they kind of like will also hold you down. Mm -hmm. So not just people that you love, but also experts maybe in the field related to the network that we try to build, right? The more people, experts you have, the more better network you have, the more the right people you can ask them and share with them kind of like your thoughts and, and hear what they have to say for you. Mm-hmm. And the third, in the people that's close to you, is uh, I always like to find those people with like a street smart, you know, those uh, um, people that were kind of like always finding the ways to, you know, kind of like the, the clever guys that, that, that know journalists. You know, like the people that know everything for everything, but expert in like um, um, a jack of all trades. Thank you. You know there are so like I, I have to find us. So this is one third. Listen or at least ear, not listening. Sorry, ear at least. The people that close to you. The second third is which you said it, which is very important. You have to factor the long and the short term results that every decision will make you. So for example let's say um you know you are in a, in a shitty job all right and you're making let's say a good salary but you ate it and um and now you kind of like thinking should i get a different job or no and maybe the different job will offer you less money so most of the people say yeah it's important for you but what if you have mortgage and you won't be able to make it if you take the new job so i'm telling you even if it's a poisonous Uh, environment for you, don't do it because you have responsibility. You're Mm -hmm. not going to hold it. So now your goal is to find solution for that. But if you will tell me you, you don't have a mortgage and you live with your parents or whatever, and you have a good,
0: well, here's what I would do. If I have a, if I had a job that was, that wasn't paying me well, I would try, I would look into that other job, especially if I really liked it, see if I had a chance at getting that job and then having something on the side. In the meantime, right, especially if there's room for growth, let's say, let's say in order to cover my mortgage, well, assuming I don't have a wife, I mean, maybe my wife's also making an income, but let's say for whatever reason that new job can't cover the mortgage, get a new job, get that new job. See if there's room for growth. Obviously, there's no guarantee because a lot of these bosses will say, yeah, 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 there's room for growth. You can make four times the income Mm -hmm. you're making now. All you got to do is make us happy and do what we ask. No guarantee. in Mm -hmm. that. They can just say it to get you in the door. Um, but you can also do something on the side. So if you are taking a $30,000 annual cut on your income, but you love what you're doing and then you could do something on the side, you can start something on the side. You can agree,
1: agree. And you know, and again, like to your point, it's important to factor those like in this formula of how to make a decision, it's important to factor, um, how is it going to help you in the short run? or slash versus the long run. Mm-hmm. I'm a long run guy always Me like too, yeah. all the decisions I make, but listen, there were some decision in you know, especially when you have a family and you have all those obligations, um, you really have to like think right now in the moment, you know, okay, you want the long run solution, but in the short run or the middle, middle term, how can you get there safely? to, you know, even if you need to downgrade a little bit your lifestyle, fine, but at least, you know, you can kind of like have this route. So that was like, so one was like listening to people that close to you and two factor this long-term versus short-term, um, um, uh, qualities of, of, uh, of the results that they will bring you and the mm. third one, which is probably the most important one, but it's still a third, your gut feeling. That's huge. Huge. huge and i and i and i and i swear i ask so many successful businessmen like how do you made this decision and what did you do that? I say i just felt that that's the right thing to do so i'm not saying kind of like irrationally go say hey, that's what i feel do that but this formula of all together when you are asking people you know people that close to you people that experts people that kind of like know everything from everything and factor the the fact that if it's going to help you now or in the future and what do you feel about it? I know, I don't know if your decision will be right, but probably you will regret it less if you go through Mm -hmm. like some type of formula that you think will factor all the relevant component of, of your decision. I, I completely agree. So there is another thing, um, I wanted to uh, to ask that someone, so I have a friend that um, he start, so a guy that, you know, a friend, an Israeli guy that we've been helping each other in like different ways, like for many years, like just small things here and there, I do for him, he does for me, very close to me, I super intelligent guy, very successful, uh, not a businessman, but he's like, one of those guys that say is probably one of the most successful friends that I have. His name is Alona. Alon, I love you. I know he's going to listen to that. And if not, I will chop his head off. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so he got a new job in Netflix, like senior level, like okay. the, real, the real deal. And, you know, again, we always love to um, um, brainstorm with each other and ask people questions that kind of like you say, oh, that, you know, forced me to think what, you know, what, like, interesting question let me think about it right mm-hmm. there's those questions that really kind of like force you to use every cell in your in your box right in your brain and um he told me look i managed people in the past but like i have a bigger team bigger team than i ever did i travel a lot a lot of different offices you know is like really senior level in netflix super proud of him is doing very well so it's kind of like Leo. i know you are like a freak of how to you know, how to lead teams in terms of like I'm very thoughtful about everything, I learn about it a lot. And it's like give me something, give me a gem that I can start working with, right, to um, perfect myself yeah. and do better with my team and stuff like that. So I told him, I told him, listen, if, you know, it, it was text messages, and I told him, look, let's just have a video, uh, a video call because I also have to show you kind of like, you know, what I'm doing. Um, so I told him, give me like 20 minutes to, you know, break it down for you, to make it um, useful for you to use whatever you want. And obviously, he's not going to simulate exactly what I do because he has his own style, which is fine, but I'm going to give him just a few tips to kind of like refine himself, right? Which is the goal. He, he, didn't, he didn't look for the, the full package answer. But this is what I do. And I'm, I can tell you that every person I kind of like explain that is like, Man, I learned so much from that. So you know, whoever listened to us, it's like very important. So start with the three things that when you're trying to kind of like, how can you do a better manager or a better leader or you know, like manage people and you know, you have few people you are responsible even, peers or colleagues, how do you do that? So I told him the most important thing is to understand that you have three different aspects that you have to tackle each of them, okay? Once you understand that you have three different aspects, things will be much easier. The first aspect is how do you manage, manage yourself? Because, for instance, as you a know, real estate person or real estate investor, you think about how can I get the most out of my, my day? Mm. But now, during the day, imagine that you have employees that bothering you and take you off course all the time, right? So like, you know how to manage yourself, every person, maybe not every person, because like, we all can get better with uh, uh, productivity and utilize our time. Right. Um, but it's kind of like, yeah, we do it for, since we are like six years old, we all kind of like manage ourselves. So, so I told him for me a few things that I do, um, even if a team, like someone that sit, like someone from my team that sit like the office next to me, literally we can shout to each other and and hear each other. If this person wants to meet with me. Put it on the calendar, like even if it's like in thirty minutes from today, everything on the calendar. So again, this is how I manage myself. But the first aspect is manage yourself. I will get into a little bit more how I even manage myself. That's the first thing. The second aspect is how do you work with your team, since you have different character, different personality, different styles, and maybe you know it's a different style than you but they are doing a phenomenal job. So you don't necessarily want to change their style. Right? So how do, you, how do you manage to work with your team? How do you handle your team? And especially the bigger your team is, the, most challen- the more challenging it is. And the third aspect, um, which is equally important for the rest, is how do you manage your team? It's two different things between working with your team and manage with your team. And I always say as a manager, my job is to help my team now let me break it down so how do you manage yourself what i'm doing is using the calendar and i have a remarkable whoever wants to explore this uh, this tool it's like a tablet where it's like you can and write everything you thinking the reason why i use it is because like you know we all have this to-do list that you know oh, i remember i need to do this boom right away write it i found that when i do it on like pay uh like um pen and paper, I sometimes lose it. Then I want to add, I want to scratch. Then it becomes like just to manage this pad makes, takes me a lot of time. So this remarkable solve me the time. Also, sometimes I just like to sit with myself and brainstorm, say like, what is my next project, right? And I'm trying to break it down and think, you know, different options that I have. And so this is really useful for me. So this is how I manage myself, the schedule. And I found a system for myself to track my, uh, my brain pretty much, right? My, what I need to do and what I, how I think, how I share kind of like with myself, the thinking, you know, talking points. You know, it's it's also,
0: it's also very important. And I, and I think, you know, not everyone's perfect with this, but some people, you know, get to a point where they really learn how to perfect it is the idea of choosing priorities, choosing what's the most important putting that first and then going from biggest priority to the least important because a lot of the time when people have a task that they know is very important but it's annoying or it's difficult they start doing other very unimportant things to feel like they're productive so let's say they work from home this is a really good one i think it's applicable to a lot of people say you're in college you know you have that big essay to write instead of writing that big essay where you should get it finished way before it's due say it's due in three weeks finish it. Now finish it the first week. So now you have the other two weeks to not worry about it or you can f- you can take care of some other things some other school related things. So You're always ahead of the curve. Most people wait to the last minute. So they'll do laundry. They'll go shopping. Yep, they'll yep. clean the floor. They'll go do, buy whatever nonsense they, they something that's not nearly as important as that task at hand because they want to push it off as far as they can and then they end up stressing about it so much more because now it's already due. And this is what most people do.
1: So there is, it's interesting because very recently I learned this new uh, uh, system that Jeff Bezos is using and other um, you know, obviously you know, very, very, very successful people using. It's called the box, And basically you're starting your day with uh, writing. There is, there is a template of that. Whoever wants to see it, you can find it online. Uh, I can share more information offline. I think, I, I think I've been seeing this a lot. But but basically, what you do is you kind of like it's, they call it. I think uh, brain dump. Basically, writing down all your uh, all kind of like the things you want to achieve at the same day, right? So you're writing all the things that you want to achieve at the same day. Then you're taking out of this list. Doesn't has to be like a long list. Just shorter list, right? Um, you are picking your your top three priority. Only three, you're picking those three, okay? So you now, now you know kind of like what is prioritize yourself and what you need to focus first, like you said, exactly, perfect example. Then you have a calendar that is like hourly and every hour you need to write what you're going to do. So for example, let's say you pick three. So you can write even, let's say, taking the dog out just for a ex- right, foolish example right but taking the dogs out um, you're running 8 to 10 so somewhere in this you know in this time frame you need to to do that then there was another thing meeting with uh, with your supervisor so you're going to write at 12 to 2 and then the third one thinking about uh, whatever like a, a, a software that you want to uh, you want to um, uh, Add to your whatever your team you're writing, you know, four to five. So, whatever you do in between, you have you, we all of the emails, we all have those phone calls, the Wi Fi call, the whatever happens. But during these time frames, you know that you have to achieve those things. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of like give yourself like a micro um, targets during the day, and it's still flexible enough to do whatever you need to do, but also keep you in check right? Keep you bound. So this is, uh, and I started to use it and I can tell you I don't use it every day because I'm still experimenting it. And every day that I used it was one of the most productive days that I have. It's just these three minutes that you have to invest in the beginning of the day. Stop everything, write it down, prioritize, put it on your calendar and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, then work with your team. So that was managing yourself. Work with your team. I see a lot of managers, and I don't like this um, this title, to be honest. I, I prefer, like, to be, you know, most of the leaders, I think, and it's a um, very modern thing nowadays to, to use a, a leader. But let's j- just say, uh, for the sake of this the discussion, most of the managers, when they have an employee that is very good, they kind of, like, the first thing they think is, like, oh, man, if he will be too good, he will replace me. Mm-hmm this is not why you've been, you've been paid for You've been paid for to get the most out of your employees. So in fact, if your employee is doing a phenomenal job, that means that you gave them the field to do a phenomenal job, which means that you are a phenomenal manager right. or leader. Mm-hmm. Right? So now it, the way I see it, your team is a reflection of you. Doesn't matter if you have two people team or you have 200. They are your reflections. So If they do a good job, you do a good job. Straightforward. Uh, so now, kind of like two ways that I do to uh, work better with my team, which is everyone's goal, right? It's, by the way, it can even be with your partner, but kind of like work better, especially in a workspace, is one, I have weekly meetings. We all meet in, you know, in the beginning of the week. What are you guys working on? Good. Everybody. Also, you sharing information within your department, right? So he knows that she works on that, and she knows that she work on the other thing, and and so, and so on and so forth, right? Mm. So so now everybody on the same page, and also you have an opportunity to say, hey, listen, you know, John, I don't want you to work on this. I want you to focus maybe on that because that's gonna help her, and that's gonna help the rest of the team in a different department, and 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 um, and so forth. So that's one thing, the weekly meeting. And then the second thing is a whiteboard. I'm a big fan of, the, of a whiteboard. In my office, I have the biggest whiteboard you ever saw in your life. Uh, all like, the I, world. I
0: like, well, I like whiteboards too, actually.
1: And, um, and what I do is I'm sitting kind of like once a month, I'm sitting with all my team, everybody, or every department because I have different departments, right? So I'm meeting with every department, and I'm kind of like, okay, guys, what projects do we need to work on? What project do we have in the pipeline? And what I'm doing is I give them the ownership of those projects, meaning I can always direct them, right? If I see that one of the project or change a priority, that's my job because I have like a bigger picture view than, than sometimes them because they're focused on like, oh, I can finish it quickly or, oh, this is very important for me, mm-hmm. but maybe not for the rest of the organization. So it's kind of like, write down all the project, let's sit together and think. So I have two, when I, when I have like projects on the whiteboard, I, I, do, I add two more factors, two more um, uh, factors that will help me to decide what is my priority. One is how long this project gonna take. I always have less than a week, might be a day, might be a few hours or a few days, right? But less than a week call it like the quick projects less than a month it takes a little bit time but you know and more than a month it can be a year project or it can be a two months project but this is kind of like what I what I do and then after we give the size um, to those projects then I'm writing what is the priority for that how important it is to have it here, here and now one is like immediately we need it work on that three is like fine down the line right and, and two is kind of like in between mm-hmm. so every project you write down a list of all the projects they write it down we all brainstorm together how much it's gonna take us i always add a little bit cushion so they feel that i'm not trying to kind of like squeeze the lemon on them right it's like tell me how much time it takes you tell me you know three weeks okay let's do months plus right. you know what i mean so it's kind of like give, i give them i give them more so they more know sense. More time because uh, I want to factor all the things I can. And you thought, oh, there is always like emergency. Sometimes this is what, you know, takes them off. Family matter or whatever. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to be, you know, to be, um, reasonable, reasonable, right. Uh, and pragmatic also. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so then we have the list of all the project with how much time it's going to take us and how important it is for us. And then you say, you know what, Rafi? we're gonna start with these three projects. Start with this, then Buffy, we're gonna start with these three projects. Start with this, then we're going to tackle that, then we're gonna tackle that. You know, after a couple of months, when we meet again on the, like, the project session on the whiteboard, then we can scratch some of the projects or we need to add the different projects, but that's fine. This is like how you work with your team. And pay attention that I did not talk about anything How you manage this project is only how you work with your team, right? Now they have ownership on the department because they even recommend you which project and how much time it's going to take and how important it is. So that's the second aspect. So we have managed yourself and you have worked with your team. Now manage your team. This is where I feel the difference between boss, bosses and leaders. BOSS is focusing on kind of like micromanage their team, right? Um, I always say if I need to, to my team, if I need to micromanage you, I don't need you because I already doing your job. Right. So why, why should I hire you? So that's, that's an important indication for you to know that you are in a good place or you're in like a dangerous zone. Mm-hmm. So like, don't drag me into the micromanaging. I trust you. I will tell you what to do and you will tell me how to do it. Maybe we can always kind of like, I can guide you. That's my job but I'm not going to tell you the how. I'm going to tell you the what. And the why, we all understand because we just had this whiteboard session together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then, so, but at the same time, you still need to mon- manage uh, them or slash the project. So how do you do it without micromanaging? And I think this is where it's almost uh, hard to ART, right? To How to do that and every person has his own personality and depends on also the team that you have, but, you have to find a way where you can trust your team but also they know how to um to give you those updates so i think expect, uh, expectations is a key here and someone a billionaire taught me um, lead people manage processes so when you want to manage your team but n- but not be a boss but to be a leader you have to find a formula that you all agree it's Again, expectation wise, you all understand what you need to do and what I need to do and what I need to get and what you need to provide, right? Um and it's like set in stone. So for instance, I can, you know, I can ask them, I want every Friday, just write me a list of everything you did for, for this project. Mm. So this person knows I'm not doing it because I want to kind of like micromanage them. I want an update because my bosses can come to me tomorrow and ask me where you are at this project and say, if I didn't speak with my team for three weeks, it's like, are you kidding me? What are you doing here then if you don't real, know what to real. do? But at the same time, you don't wanna go every two hours to your team and show me what you did, show me what you did. So it's a conflict, right? It's really a conflict. So what I did, for example, now added to my organization and I saw there is a big problem for more, it's internally we need, we need this device and I use Smartsheet, which is basically project management tool. Mm-hmm that um, instead of asking you, Rafi, let's say, you know, whatever, we have a project we're working on, instead of asking you, Rafi, what about, you know, we have an event, and instead of asking you, did you order the catering, I go to this project management, and I see the catering that that you selected. If I don't see the name of the vendor, then I know you didn't do that. So I can only ask you, do you need help? with scheduling the, or do you have any problem? Because maybe you need kosher and you couldn't find kosher for this day. So now, again, I'm not trying to micromanage you, I'm helping you, mm-hmm. right? Because you have a problem and, and I know about it or the vice versa. You actually did it, so I don't need to bother you. So you, you feel like, listen, like he's not annoying me with like that. You know, you, know when, you when people ask you obvious thing, you're like, go to sleep. Uh, it's done, right? I know so all, I, know I d- all about it, yeah. Right, so I don't want to create, you know, those feelings with my team. So I think those three aspects are key uh, when you want to be a, a, a more successful leader with your team, especially in a workspace, but obviously those principles can apply for everything, even if you like, you know, you are a, a soccer uh, coach or whatever, right? So manage yourself, work with your team, and manage your team.
0: Um, so basically just to differentiate working with your team would be more of maybe setting expectations and figuring out how to work how, how to work with everyone even if they're in different mind uh, if their brains think differently say you as a, as a leader are an extrovert and you're very very uh i guess you could call it ocd like you have a certain way of this is how it has to be and then maybe you some of some of your guys are very all over the place and they get distracted but they're very smart and when they have a task at hand they do it so you're figuring out you have your whiteboard and you say okay well here's what we need to do let's figure out what we need to do and how long it's going to take and then with the managing you're you they already know what they need to do and now you just have to make sure that it's done the right way Am am i understanding that correctly let me give you an example. Good question. Very good question. Because yeah, I, I want to actually understand the difference. So I will give
1: you an analogy. By the way, it's funny, but with my, you know, the more I build my network with more interesting people, the sharpest people always give analogy. My wife hates it when I do that. But it, I think it's it's important.
0: I, love, I think analogies are, are awesome. Brilliant. It's, such a it's great brilliant. Way to understand the most
1: something. the most sharpest people are always using analogy. So I'll give you an analogy. I am consider, and again, I'm not, diving into that, but I'm very good coach, martial arts coach. I was, you know, I won a few Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Championships, but I think I'm a much better coach than even a competitor, and I was a good competitor. Okay. Um, so always ask people as, like, you know, people that want to be coaches, um, what makes a good coach a good coach? This is a good question. Like, even before, like, how do you can define, like, mm-hmm. a good coach, right? Um, And so, you know, I hear everything you can imagine, you know, some people say a coach that pushes you the most and someone that is like very technical and going into the small details. I have an answer. I want to hear
0: it. I'm so excited to say, I think a coach right away is a person who, who realizes your full potential and shows you, and shows you the, the ability you have. That's, that's what I think.
1: Good job. My answer is a good coach is a person that uh, managed to fit the class to the person so you can get the most out of this person. Let's say I have, like, a geniusly, a genius technique to teach in, in my classes, something I even came up with. There is no such a thing almost. But let's just say I have, like, really an X-factor move that I want to show everything. If I will show you and, you know, you're super, you know, great you know fit and you're strong and you're athletic and whatever i will show you this move and i will show that let's say an hour after i have a class with 60 years old lady right that also wants to learn martial arts Mm -hmm. for different reasons even and i I show you the same move i'm right off the bat i'm not a good coach because there is no way she will be able to do what you do Mm -hmm. But I can maybe show her some stuff that will benefit her better that is not this fancy move. Right? So really is to be able to adjust your class base, your your person, right? And get the most out of it because if you are very athletic, yes, I need to push you because anything that won't push you will be boring for you and you will never come back. Mm And, and, the say, and, the, and the same principle applies on the other side to this lady. If I push her too much, she will get injured. She won't be able to train, right? So I have to be very thoughtful on how do they do that. Now, I'm saying also, and I go back to your question, what is the most challenging class that a coach can face? That's also a key question. Now, this is after we answered what, is, what, is, what is a, makes a good coach a
0: good coach, right? So what is the most challenging class, you think? Uh, I would say either the beginner's class or the very advanced class.
1: Also, Mancher, and you're wrong, and I will tell you why. Most of the people said, if I have an advanced class and I'm a good coach, I will adjust my class to those fancy moves or those athletic people. If I have a beginner class, I know I have to work on fundamentals. I can't show them anything fancy. Mm -hmm. My life is easy. I just need to define and I know what I need to show, right? I just need to select out of the pool that I know. The most challenging class is when you have mixed audience, when you have very athletic and very beginners. Whatever almost you do, you will never be able to fulfill their wishes. Interesting. Right? So I also came up with a formula which related to what you asked me with your team because some people like to work this way and some people like to work in a different way. So what do you do as a manager? Because you have to find this formula that will work for everyone, but not everybody is the same, right? So I think this is what makes a good leader uh, um, be able to, to do. You have to have a baseline for everyone. So meaning, I'm going to teach all the class, if I go back to the analogy, all the class a basic move, fundamental. I know for, for a fact that after five minutes of, let's say I'm, I'm giving everyone 20 minutes to drill it. After five minutes, you're gonna get bored. This is not why you're here for, right? You're athletic, you want more. So then what I can do is I can show to the more advanced students, after you do this, that's gonna be the other person's counter, so this is what you're gonna do next. Mm-hmm. So now the people that still beginners or struggle, they're working on the fundamentals and they need these 20 minutes to drill it to become good at that. And the people that advance are keep advancing from this baseline move that I show them. So the same thing with your team. You have some people that might be very talented, but they want not work in some way. So we all work, for instance, the Smartsheet. We all work with this platform that I, everybody has to share the idea. You wanna do more? Phenomenal. You know, be ahead of the schedule, phenomenal. You want more uh, projects or you're moving things faster, great. I'm going to give you more, but we're we still going to communicate in, in a way that everybody is on the same page. And that's then-
0: also a question I have is if somebody's on salary, how often do they actually volunteer to do more work? Because, so, because quite frankly, sometimes a... Uh, uh, there could be a bit of a naivete to that. If somebody is on salary, it's one thing if someone is on commission, right? Because oftentimes, the more they do, the more they're rewarded. There are are instances in a a work environment where if somebody does more work, they're not compensated, they just get slaved. The boss says, oh, great. You want more work? Here you go. And then they get a little bonus at the end of the year. And then they feel like, what the hell is the point? Okay, so what's your counter to that? I
1: I I think one of the best questions that anyone can ask, I think, in terms of that, and it's there is a little bit psychology into that, and also more. Like, okay, let me uh, let me at, uh, answer you like this way. Do you know soccer, or football, or soccer? Right. I mean,
0: I know. You what it Just is, but you I know the game, right? You like sure. tennis,
1: right? We yeah, all know. Yeah, soccer. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we saw it once. What is a soccer team objective when they start the season?
0: Well, the objective is, I would argue, there's several objectives. The main objective, to win every game, to get to the championship.
1: To win the championship, even easier, Right. right? Every, I mean, not only one out of the whole league will win, but everyone's objective is to win the championship, right? Because if you don't do that, then like you will never achieve the championship, right? So at least that's, that should be your number one objective. Okay. So do you know the striker and the goalkeeper, for example, right? You have in a team you have the middle field you have defenders you have you know goalkeeper you have strikers you have all type of positions right so what is the strikers striker goal so we we thought about the main objective for the whole team very obvious every person will say it you know whatever it's a basketball or a tennis everybody want to win the championship right straightforward very simple so the striker what is the striker goals Simple. To Think get the about. ball to
0: get the ball into the net,
1: score goals. That's right. why he was hired, right? Score goals. So let me ask you that: if the team loses four three and the strikers score three goals, which is like a lot in soccer, especially in a game, did he do his job? Scoring goal, right? Yeah. I mean, he did, he did his job. If the goalkeeper. What is the goalkeeper job?
0: To prevent it from prevent. Yeah.
1: if we lost, okay, one zero, so he was scored only one. Like you know, only one. Did he do his job?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh you're saying if he if the oh, I miss I missed you. If the goalie let the the ball into the net, who lost? Yes, we lost only one zero. Th- but the, you, I'm saying the goalie the goalie's team won or lo- or lost. No, that we one.
1: lost. I'm taking scenario. No, he didn't do we- his
0: job. You're saying if if the other team won,
1: but why the striker couldn't strike three goals like before? If the striker would have done would have scored three goals and the goalkeeper would have got only conceived only one, then right, he did his job, right? The point is that I'm really trying to make is it's not about the striker or the goalkeeper. It's about the team because if you lose one way or another, doesn't matter that you scored three or you've been you know conceived only one. The team lost, right? So meaning. Nobody's going to win the championship if you're going to lose games. Agree? 100%. So, okay. So now back to kind of like, how do you manage all those things, right? So when I pick my team, when I hire someone to my team, I measure three things that this is, can be very, very useful. I can tell you, I told it to like HR experts and they were impressed from kind of like oh, I broke it down. I'm not an HR expert. This is only kind of like I had to learn by experience pretty much. So a few things that I'm, I measure three things when I want to know if these guys and which related to how do you get from people that get paid hourly, paid hourly to do more. And mm-hmm. this is kind of like will frame how you can get there in a way. There are other factors to that. But so first of all, I measure the person's heart, meaning, if they are here for the right reason, give you an example. I had a job interview, um, and this person kind of like you know the resume was phenomenal. This person also had like with my HR uh, a Zoom uh, meeting. The HR told me very very qual- uh, quality person. Come to my office to meet with me for the interview. The first uh, uh, the first question I ask is, what do you know about the organization? And this person is like. Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I didn't check. Like, and I'm talking about this person has all the skills in the world and he doesn't even know what we're doing as an organization. Mm-hmm. So what the hell are you doing here? Right? I'm working. I could make more money in a different job, but I do it because I love the Jewish Federation. I like what to do. I love the purpose. I love the mission. Mm-hmm. You understand? So that's the first thing I measure, the heart. There are different ways to measure, but
0: the easiest way is to ask. So as soon as he said that, you were like, forget it.
1: Yeah, I still gave this person uh, like the, the opportunity, but like this is a big, big red flag. Because look, I always say, it's always I prefer to be over-prepared than under-prepared. So this person go to a job interview and Under- doesn't do his homework. Right. Like dude, like I have these pages when we have this and I do it, like we just do it because we love it, love to speak with each other and brainstorm. But it's important for me enough to just i'm not going to you came prepared you came prepared i come prepared right Right. and and it's like stuff that i do every day so this
0: is something for me that i think about because because it's like whether it's podcasting or real estate for me there is always more preparation i can do what i also realize on the flip side is that you can also over prepare and, and and let me let me be clear about this because for the most part, over preparation is much better than under preparation. One million percent. Meaning, I would, I wouldn't, I don't have much against the idea of over preparing, especially in in any and in, in any kind of business. When it comes to podcasting, get all the knowledge you can on a guest. Let me, because I want to be nuanced here. Study as much as you want on the guest, but don't do it to the point where it starts to become robotic in conversation. So uh, for instance, you have all the papers here and we're discussing things in a very professional manner, right. but at the same time, I don't want it to be this interview question where Lior, no, you, you have yours, but uh, as, as the host, number one, Lior, right. um, what do you, and I'm literally reading off this paper. Nobody wants to listen to that, you know? Correct. So
1: it has to be genuinely agree, but look, I think it's very, it's very, I have very simple answer. I'm a, yeah. You, you only need to over prepare when it's like very, very important meeting important mm-hmm. session you are adding to so for example you go to a job interview the the hr person whoever interview you has 60 minutes to know as much as he, these person can on you if you don't have the right answers even you kind of like slacking a little bit that's already like bad sign for you right if it's just me and you meeting for the second time you list less to prepare because you already know there is, you understand? So it depends on like over, I agree, because over prepare means you're wasting too much time. It, that's right? also,
0: and I think also some people, when they over prepare, they get too nervous. You get me? Like they, yeah. they, they're like, it could be like an obsessive compulsive personality where they never feel they're ready enough. Agree. And then they, they get there and let's say even a speech, right? Let's say there's five people giving a speech. It could be at a, a, a college say they're very successful, maybe they weren't, they went to college, maybe they didn't, but there are five people who are very successful in their field. Three of them come there and they're super prepared, they researched and studied and wrote down for weeks. And because they're so they spend so much time doing that, when they get there, they're so nervous, they flop the whole thing. They're just like they have 10 pages full of bullet points. And they're like, Oh, my god. Oh. then the other two people are also very prepared but they come there with a couple of maybe, maybe three right. index cards. They have a couple of points. They don't have paragraphs, but they're so comfortable. So,
1: so, t- right. Uh, two things about it. One, those people that have like just this three bullet points, right, talking points, and they can smash it. They probably were re-rehearsaling in their home or whatever, mm-hmm. many times to like, that this, these like, three talking points will be enough for them to run the whole shebang. That's one option. The second thing is, don't forget that every person has different, like for instance, public speaking or be able even you know, to speak to a microphone or speak in front of an audience, which we all need to sometimes do, it's factor by your talent and your experience. I was terrible with like speaking in front of audience. It's super scary. Terrible. It, like I was like stuttering. I was like sweaty. Like you could feel my nervousness. I would like do this as I'm talking.
0: But you know, it's, it's Today, a, the biggest fear. Today, you can put fear. me
1: in an audience. I will feel so natural as long as I know what I need to speak
0: on. Right, right.
1: So yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, there are a lot into that, but as a rule of thumb, when you have like an important meeting, right, maybe like with super wealthy investor or you know someone that you know that it's like the golden egg investor right man you have to know how many you know his family his background is what he's doing now you have to if you don't do that like because those small nuances can help you so much imagine in during the conversation he's like talking about something and then you tell him oh you know this garage is perfect for your uh, for your car collection boom you did your homework. Or with gifts. Or with and gifts. You, like
0: let's say you know, say you know the guy loves a certain restaurant. You go ahead, you get him You get him and his wife, you know, dinner on you, you get the reservation. Or you know whatever and it she's is. She's
1: Ukrainian and you tell her something about like the Ukraine that he's right. you see like right. Like you have to do your homework. So when it's like not a big decision or like something kind of like casual, don't prepare. I mean you're naturally should should handle it right Mm -hmm. so your heart or if you are here for the right reason is the first aspect when i'm choosing my team the second aspect is skills obviously the more skillful you are the more experienced you are the better chances for me to hire you but at the same time if i know it's for instance a new position or a position i'm still shaping or i want to change a little bit then sometimes a lot of experience can even be a downfall because you kind of like coming with your own agenda and your methods to do stuff. So I call it not just skills, but the potential to have qualities, to have the qualities, to right. do a, a, a good job in what you're doing.
0: So what you're saying is not only do you need to know it, but you need to, ha- your heart has to be in the right place. You have to have a passion for it or a love for it.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the art is one thing. So we, meaning, like I said, like if you are here for the right reason, the reason why I'm working for the Jewish Federation, one of the reasons is because it's very important for me to serve the, the community. I think it's like a huge, a great legacy to leave behind. Like the example I give you with my kid, I'm super proud of it. I could probably make more money in a different organization for profit, but I choose not to. So my heart is in the right place because I, I really, it's important for me. By the you way,
0: did, did your four-year-old, because you, in the beginning of the episode, you said that uh, boy, daughter Dean, or son? Dean, a boy, yeah. Boy, okay. So, the, so your son, did you, teach him that like did you say oh your daddy or abba helps people or he just it's a thing that he says
1: it's a good question i think it's like a combination when i kind of like you know sometimes i live you know even in the weekends i live to i go to work and he's like listen some people need help and abba abba's job is to help other people so it's not that i told him my job is to help people but he understands that what my organization does as a you know it's kind of like reflection to what i do in the organization is to help other people right so um so he learned that and and listen you know some people say you know for their kids i'm going to work because i want to buy you more present and i want to make money Mm
0: -hmm. and it's not bad
1: it's not bad they love it i I did it a few times but i think for the most part i used it you know i try I know um, what
0: your kids already love I mean maybe you got them to love it but I when I whenever I see your Instagram stories for whoever is just getting to know Leo there's a few things he likes he takes his kid for for a little like bike ride or style walks and he's they have their little cars their little like yes. baby cars you know and you just have your go selfie carts and and they, little go-karts yeah. Or you're in your car on your way to jujitsu, or you're at jujitsu, or the gym, or yeah. you're taking a picture of your dinner, like a steak a or steak whatever. Steak, always. Yes. <laughs> I follow all your every stories
1: every day. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yes, one percent. Listen, I'm very, I'm very like simple person. I like I know what I love, which is a challenge. By the way,
0: I'm also like that man. When I when I realize I want the finer things in life, but I love the simple stuff. Simple. I stuff, just appreciate the simple, simple stuff, stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny. So okay, so we talked about when we when we're trying to choose our team one is if the the heart is in the right place two if they have the potential to like to do a good job if they have the skills the experience all of that and three for me personally because i know myself i give it a lot of weight i won't say more than the rest but probably like a lot of weight it's their personality and i will explain i'm a very energetic person when I'm in around people that kind of like turning me down it's it's shutting me off completely like Mm -hmm. you know like I want people that will always want more and be ambitious and you know go with a smile on their face and appreciate life and be thankful for you know kind of like for what I have so so in the personality I want to know a person that will be able to adapt and a person that has high energy Mm -hmm. you know so these are the three measure, the three kind of like factors that I measure a person if I want to join the team. And I think every person, you don't have to have to have, you don't need to be an HR expert. Every person that's listening to this podcast, podcast, and tomorrow he needs to hire, he or she needs to hire a person, if they will measure these three things, their heart in the right place, if they have the potential to be successful based on their skills, experience, right, and the and, the, mm-hmm. and their potential in general. And the personality. If they measure three, these three things in their own unique way, they're probably gonna find much better candidate than you know than than not. Um, because again, I don't have the tools to know what questions I need to ask, to the resp- those responses, and if it's right or wrong. I, I'm just kind of like very mindful for those three elements of heart, skills, and personality. That once you know, it's, it's easy for me to know if you, you are a good person. Right. I, mean, I can speak for myself. I guess every person can kind of like have a five minutes conversation with anybody else, say this is a good guy, or this is like smoke, right? Mm-hmm. The second shmuk. thing is like, you speak with a person, right? You like this word. I use it. This is funny an, how you pronounce it in an and an Hebrew word. Uh, it's like international,
0: but well, schmuck is actually Yiddish
1: it is correct. Uh, so it's easy to know if this guy is a good guy or not in general, we just have our own gut feeling or right, uh, intuitions. Second is, you know, it's very easy to speak with a professional and know if he's like very, very good or he's like fine or doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, in general you get. From one to ten, you will get it. You get it somewhere on the spectrum. You will get an idea. Maybe it's a ten, and you think eight, hey, but still, you know, somewhere there. You know, it's not going to be one, and you will say ten. Right. right? So that's an, that's easier for me as intuitions without being an HR expert. And the second thing is personality. Do I feel good with this person when I'm around him? Right. Um, and it's also something that easy to measure. You know, because there is a chemistry level that. Um, of course, what I'm trying to do to hire to a position, I have like set of questions when I go through all those questions, but also I allow myself to navigate between that to if there is like s- some area that I want to get kind of like a, s- a secondary, I will say opinion of myself, right? Because like something didn't align. So I'm kind of like go back and ask you again in a different way, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure I, I kind of like, um, measure all of that so i think these three ways to select your team um, will help you to if you do find the right people will help you to get the most out of your team if you add also the way you lead the people and not micromanage them people will be appreciative to your leadership style that they will feel obligated to do more. Now, let me tell you this in addition, you know, you, because going back to your question, how do you uh, person, they get hourly uh, rate, right? Salary, how do you get like more? And I think it's very simple for me. I'm relatively young and I progressed relatively quick in, you know, in the letter of like titles or my position the mm-hmm. opportunity I received. Just because I always had this long-term vision, I said, if I can do less or I can do more, I will do more because I want to do more. Like, right. it's like you want to be a millionaire? Why you don't live even like a millionaire? Why are you wasting time on like video games and, and beers? 100. They don't do that. So same, same question I ask myself. You want to be successful? You want to be someone, right? So you better work and you better prove. And every day you have to prove yourself.
0: That's another thing that I, that I want to go into after is saying no is saying no, like what I what I, I listen to some very successful entrepreneurs, and they talk about one of the biggest powers of very wealthy and successful people is that they say no to almost everything.
1: I want to give you actually, it's one of my
0: topics. That's something that I've gotten, I've start. I've gotten very good at over the past couple of years. But even now, some friends that love to socialize, I love to socialize, I love to go out when I go, but I say no, almost every single weekend, barely go out. And and friends will will bug you about it. Like, Come on, let's go. Let's party, you never go out. And you have to have enough of a, of a non not give a fuckitude, not give a fuckitude mm-hmm. to say, I love you, man, you're great. I want to hang out with you. It'll have to it'll have to be something, you know, Friday night, Shabbat dinner, something more mellow. I'm not going out with you Saturday night. I'm not going out with you Sunday night. I'm not sitting on the beach with you all day Sunday. Nothing wrong with doing it, but I have things to do. I'm doing three podcasts today. I have other things I'm going to take care of, stuff for for, for Monday and Tuesday, you know, for the rest of the week. I have to send these things to 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 get edited. I have things I got to do. I'm not sitting on the beach today. Most people are going to be chilling. I'm not doing it. It is what it is.
1: I think it's very valid point. I mean, because I call it like the breakout noises. You always have it. And of course, it can come even from people that close to you, like Mm -hmm. people that you love, people that you want to be with. So did you hear about this um, 20-mile story, the North Pole? Pole, sorry?
0: North Pole, what about it?
1: So there were two exhibitions um, that uh, they kind of like trying to challenge themselves to get to the north point of the North Pole and come back. We're talking about like thousands of kilometers mm-hmm. uh, walking and, um, they kind of like set everything and, you know, um, they had to come up with like their strategy, how to win the, the race. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Oren, my friend is a real estate guy, uh, told me about this story. I hope you listen, you will listen to this podcast is man is one of those people that I'm so glad I met is like very close friend we've been training together he actually started to train jujitsu jitsu oh, uh, nice. because because of me In many maybe not because of me but he was kind of like um, he trained more because of me we trained also you know one-on-one just you know to improve him um, great guy super smart super brilliant um, so in any case he told me about the story and so the two teams they decided to pick different strategy one team decided to um, use the the weather to their advantage, meaning they said if it's a stormy day, which you get a lot, you know, this area right of of the globe, uh, then they will either kind of like stay in put or will, they will go to a shorter uh, run because mm-hmm. they have to you know advance in uh, by walking. The other team said, whatever it is that we are facing, every day we have to walk 20 miles. No matter how, if it's easy, then it's going to be an easier day. If it's hard, it's going to be a nightmare day. But every day, 20 miles. So the other team sometimes went 80 miles a day, and sometimes they stay kind of like in their, um, in their camp. The other team, every day, 20 miles. Long story 80 short. 80
0: miles in a day. How do you even cover that much ground in a day?
1: Listen, these guys are professionals. It's not like me and you going to, you know, these guys, that's what they do. They kind of like collected the best of the best. They try to do that. So, I mean, obviously it's a lot for every person. 80 miles. You got to run that. Right. But like, you know, the same thing, you, you're running three podcasts today. This is for me. If I need to do three podcasts a day, I will shoot myself in the head. you know? So, so, you know, (laughs) it's relatively, it's just, you're, you are expert, you know? So there are experts in this field. So to our story, back to our story. So this, um, um, amazing. Yeah. Right. Of course, uh, my pleasure. Uh, amazing moral to this story. So, long story short, um, I don't remember exactly the, the numbers, but uh, the 20 miles number, not just that they won by like many days. Actually, the other team did not make it alive. They reached to the north's pool, they turn around, and somewhere, somewhere just a little bit after that, they all died.
0: They all, okay, did you, did it say how they died? Like an avalanche or something?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. They just got, you know, um, some arguments and, you know, they didn't have enough food supply, they were like too, too far uh, back that they just got, you know, lost all the team, lost their life. So I think it's like a very important lesson to learn that, you know, we all want to have those rapid advances. But it's, you know, we heard this, this phrase so many times, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a plan. So when you hear those background noises, you have to think with yourself, is it this 80 miles opportunity? And what is my plan? Right? So for example, make it very simple. One, once a week, you're going out. That's it. Mm. You wanna do more too? again, you started to get far from where you kind of like,
0: started. I don't, I don't even do once a week Meaning, I'll do, I'll do a Shabbat thing, but if it involves a bar or a club going out, absolutely not, but like, and, I, and I've done, and I've do, I've done them here and there in the past, you know, however many months, whatever, every time I do it, every time I do it, I say it was a waste of time. Not to say that I will never do it. Yeah. It's that where I am in my life right now, right. it's not, it's not okay. So
1: in your 20 mile story right now, You have to be kind of like, keep eyes on the target, Mm -hmm. right? Don't Mm -hmm. drop the ball, which by the way, I I used to, in my twenties, my early twenties, I used to go out like every single day, even the weekdays. Yeah. Now, even if you offer me a thousand dollars to just go out to a bar, I would say, take this thousand dollars and go donate it. Like I don't want, you know, like leave me alone. Like, so, but I think again, the moral is, is understand what is your plan? and stick to that as much as you can. For example, I could have a diet with no sugar at all, but I know for my soul, I need it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will get there in a few months. And by the way, it's funny, because now when I, I consume less sugar, the taste feels a little bit different. Sometimes when I, I feel like uh, it's like, you know, I have like a piece of cake, and it's like too much, which is interesting because I never had it before. Uh, but in any case, I'm not like super strict with myself. But that's what I define. That's my plan. That's it. I stick to that. I know it's a good balance or integration between my soul.
0: I'm gonna add to that.
1: Uh, right. So it's.
0: No, what I mean is, I'm. I'm gonna. I agree with you very much, especially with food. Is this is very good advice for people that are looking to lose weight? Okay. So for me, I was never really fat. You know, I've I've had moments where I had a, a little bit of a belly and even now, like I don't have a six pack, but what is extremely important is people wanna just go on a diet. Diets don't really work, meaning they'll work in the short term. The problem with diets is that oftentimes people hate the diet and sometimes they have the mental fortitude to get through the diet, they lose the weight and what happens? They eventually crave that food again they screw up the entire thing and they gain the weight back. What you need to work on is a lifestyle. So this way, if you decide you're gonna eat healthy most of the week, you have a day where you have a cheat meal. You have a day where, I don't even wanna call it a cheat meal, but you have a day where you eat that food that you really wanted to have. You have that d- donut from Krispy Kreme. You go to the diner and have the pancakes. You have you know two burgers and a bunch of fries and a, and a thing of Coke, whatever it is. You, you do something that you know will work you don't have to drive yourself crazy, but it'll be sustainable over the long term, which will have a much better effect over the course of your life than if you do some fab diet for thirty days and then you screw the whole thing up and now you're now you're back to being fat again. So I completely agree. So, I don't. So I don't people that
1: struggle with that, you know, last last uh, podcast that we had, we talked a lot about discipline, mm-hmm. and we can you know talk about discipline for days, and it's not going to be enough, right? Discipline is the most important thing almost for you know to to succeed in anything you choose in life in in your relationship especially with businesses especially when you kind of like trying to you know work out or you know fitness or any aspiration that you have and um and you know there is this this uh kind of like modern thing that everybody say uh motivation it's not important it's all about the discipline Right? So I gave last time, if you remember, a few ways to kind of like build your discipline. I was thinking about it, that motivation is not enough or not good, like not important. And I think motivation is very, very important. But there are two levels of motivation. And whoever trying to, for instance, do their diet right now or to change their lifestyle or to get better, this is my kind of like small... Um, breakdown of motivation so how can you elevate that from being motivated to be disciplined so there are two type of motivations one is temporary. so for example let's say you won the lottery you won one million one million dollars mm-hmm. right whatever um 100 million dollars let's make it right you're saying oh man it's like more than what i need you take a million and you give to a charity that you believe in right so now you you gain a price Temporarily price, because, I mean, you can vanish this one million dollars easily, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays, but you get a price. Temporarily, it made you a better person, call it, or more, more motivated to do what you feel is important. Right? Sure, sure. But also, this is why the reason that people that earning the lotteries are also losing all their money, because they're staying in this level of being motivated in a temporary way. So how do you build this motivation to a level of a discipline? You have to find, you have to create. Uh, so for example, let me give you an example. Let's say, you know, God forbid, one of anyone's family member being, you know, had um, a car accident and become, you know, this um, um, disabled paralyzed, disabled, okay. paralyzed right. So let's say this is now you know this is the situation now you're saying oh man life is so fragile this gives you this motivation kick to say i'm like i was fat ass i didn't i didn't work out man i'm gonna change my life right i'm gonna you know even like for instance you're eating a lot of sugar because we talked about it you become um uh, diabetic uh, diabetic and now this, mo- this basically create you this discipline that you can eat more sugar. It's not because you want it.
0: You don't want to die. It's
1: not because you are a discipline, right? It, you don't want to die. So now it gave you this motivation that can create this discipline level. Right. So we all have to find these ways to make this temporarily motivation kicks to like a discipline level,
0: mm-hmm. to
1: really find what stands behind it and build based on that that makes sense so what
0: you're essentially saying is you have to find your why
1: you have to find your why.
0: right so for so if
1: you want to change your diet you have to find like why you want to change diet
0: so my my why first off my why for fitness is i want to look like a fucking animal i want to look Very like true. a strong built intimidating uh capable person when i say intimidating i don't mean in a, in a bad way i just mean that of course, I don't want I don't want people to think that I'm easy to mess with. I also want to be I want to look strong and intimidating for my my future wife and my kids okay. to protect them um, for my own gain. Also, just to look respectable. So people take me seriously in business. When they meet me, they go he, he there's this guy. I have to remember his name. He's he's an, he has like this interesting name. I recently came across him, but I'll, I'll show you his videos okay. and I'll, I'll I'll put the name here in the video you just i can't remember his name but anyway
1: i, I want to tell you something about it because you and this is where i think most of the people will answer and this is where they can kind of like identify if it's like a temporary or this discipline level so you, t- you said two things which obviously it's subjective for you so it's it's everything is right
0: i had plenty yeah, i had more but
1: you points. wanted one to be feel like look strong we all want to do that mm-hmm Nobody's doing shit with that, most, for the most part, besides the 1%, pretty much, on this right? Plan, right? Yeah. But you say also another thing, and this is the different. You also wanted your kids and your family kind of, like, be proud of you. So, the why, when you take, it, let's say, now you're saying, you know, you're trying to build discipline. In yourself to go to work out because you know it's healthy and you're kind of like trying to find
0: I've already built it that's the beautiful part it's I've already built the discipline there are times where I don't really want to like there are days I wake up where it's like ah, I'd rather sleep in I don't re-. but I've already I've I've had that battle so many times with myself and I've won that battle so many times right. now it's easier it's like okay dude you know what happens when you don't go you know you feel like shit when you don't go. it now it's like just get off your ass and go because you're going to feel better. You've done this you've done this shit a million times because I've disciplined myself so many times and I've won that battle, I can win the battle again. But if I if I lost that battle a million times or I just haven't even the battle hasn't even occurred because I haven't even gone to the gym, it's that much harder to actually gain the discipline to make the right decision. So now at this point it's it's easier to go than not go.
1: Right, and 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 that's exactly the point because you find you found sorry, your why, Mm -hmm. and your why was, you know, I wanna I wanna be healthy. I wanna I wanna earn a few more years on my life, or I wanna be a role model for for my kids or my family, and so therefore, you manage from this motivation that you say, oh man, I'm you know I'm fat, and I wanna be amazing. Think about it. Yeah. You build this this discipline level. And it came from this motivation kick that you started in the beginning, but you, you channel that instead of like a temporary reason to like an infinity reason. And now it's embedded in you. It's like who you are right now. Every person that knows you right now know that you go a few times a week uh, to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, oh, yeah. you're trying to change your diet and so forth, and so forth. So it's. This process, when you're taking just like a motivation, motivation is, again, by definition is temporary because now you're, you're, you know, ups and downs. Now you're good, tomorrow you're not. Mm-hmm. So, or in an hour, we're not, right? Because you saw an asshole cutting you in the road and then ruin all your day. Right? So again, but if you're disciplined and you say, okay, this is another bump, but I have to focus, eyes on the target, many, 20, 20 miles, don't let it, you know, don't let it miss, you know, deflect you. mm mm-hmm. Um, then another thing is. Um, so I want to tell you a story here. It's it's actually related. So my team and
0: I. I just have to see what's. Okay, we're okay. I just have to make sure. There's. there's I got plenty of time. Go ahead. Okay.
1: So in my military service, um there was a point where when you're looking in like 15, 20 years ago that um, the ships become like much, much bigger. I mean, it's obviously, you know, over time, you know, you're looking at the Titanic and the biggest ship right now, it looks like a small, you know, a a boat, right? A fishing boat comparing to what it is today. So we decided like in my unit, decided to change the, the protocol of how to take over, um, um, like, a ship, basically, right? And you heard this, uh, you know, the Marmara, and you are the Karine, all those stories. That well, for
0: whoever, let's, let's kind of give it, uh, give a, an idea, context, for whoever doesn't understand. So what, when was the, the Mavi Marmara, the, the flotilla, the, with, with, with uh, Hezbollah? When was when, The Marmara, when was it, 20, I think, was 2016. 20- 2016 yeah okay so basically and was it, in the end was it paintballs paintball guns what did what did shayatet use for that they
1: they yeah they had paintballs <laughs> like the first team had paintballs basically
0: okay first team so Which basically is ridiculous
1: because they were with access in makes knives. it makes no sense
0: yeah okay so the there was a there was a shipment there was a supposed shipment of lebanese terrorists just so people have context called hezbollah and they were coming toward was it gaza they were they They said we're going to gaza the gaza border and they were claiming that they were claiming that they were just humanitarians bringing aid and food and which they have
1: zero supply in their boats zero nothing they just it was just provocative provocative uh move by them
0: right so supposedly they had weapons on them right meaning not just weapons in their hands but they actually had shipments of like weapons no
1: no no They, they, they 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 didn't have like weapons uh, i mean like to deliver but they they basically just did to break the siege so to speak and say like we can make it but they right. knew that the israeli the the israel government will never allow that right right so the shayat goal was to uh kind of like overtake the ship uh and to turn her back basically mm-hmm. um, wasn't like you know nothing more than that
0: definitely check it out online it's a pretty cool video yeah so
1: in in any case you know the first the first team came with paintballs they slide down and people started to stop them i actually heard um a guy that became um uh, a television star in israel one of someone from my my unit that was like the first three and he got like injured pretty bad because they literally stopped them and you know opened their guts and, like, bad stuff. After that, the second team took over and, you know, um, got everything under control. But to the point is, our team was in charge of finding a new um, strategy, tactics of how to take over the ship. I don't want to go into details too much because we actually came up with, you know, uh, coming up with, like, the the tactics, so, you know, there is much I can share, but there was basically, you know, we brainstormed the whole, you know, the whole team because that was our job. We we're very experienced, uh, st- uh, you know, I'm saying until today, probably the best team the that I've ever had. In fact, my captain is now the, the head of Shahedad. Um Amazing people, really. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to see them in in a month from today. Um, but any case, we narrowed down to two different ways to do that. Uh, I will just kind of like give it the title of each one is like uh, the captain is sending, you know, the team to the rooms because you have to kind of like uh, sw- sweep the whole floor, the whole rooms, all the floors, right? So there are a few ways to do that, of course. Uh, one, the captain is sending. The second one is whoever, like, first first come, first in, pretty much, right? Doesn't matter if you're a captain or kind of like mm-hmm. down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's very narrow spaces, so everybody run kind of like in a line and, you know... Um, And we kind of like went back and forth. Should we do, you know, um, option one or option two? And, you know, it was you have the pros and cons. So we didn't know what to choose. And it was like a long process. And listen, we were very thoughtful and very experienced. And we experiment even both ways. So we said, you know what, let's go with option one in the beginning. For three months, we're training and training and training and finding, trying to, to, to write, literally, the protocol. After three months, we said, listen, there are like still a few cons here. Let's, let's pick the other way. So we went to option two. Now we wasted all this time with option one. Now we're going with option two. We're going for, you know, three, four months. We're going option two. Hey, listen, there is some cons here that we didn't have in the first one. So we went back to the first one. After a few times, go back and forth, and I'm telling you, like, this was like a long process. We were investing a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of expertise, look essentially the goal is to find the best you know the be- best practice so it's fine that we took our time and it's fine that the whole process took time but what we really learned is that at this point when we back back and forth if it would have stick with one doesn't matter type one or like the, the the option one or option two we would have become experts already in this option mm-hmm. so we would have kind of like the cons that every option has will be so reduced because our ways to handle that and know that these are the cons, so we have to pay attention to that. That that solves the problem. And so many times in the, in our life, we saying which decision we have to make and should we do this and should we do that. The truth of the truth of the matter is sometimes there is no right or wrong. You can do either way. You gain here and you gain here. The question is, you know, what what is like again? It's you can always argue what is right and what is wrong. The point is. Just make a decision and stick to that, mm-hmm. right? So whatever you make a decision with your food, make sure it's something that is actually going to work for you, that's going to take in consideration all your needs, all your you know, mental health, all your condition, all your work, your maybe financial even uh, situation. Whatever you make a decision and take everything, you know, in fact, or everything, um, just stick with it. Because if you're gonna stick with your decision, probably more probably you will be successful with that, with mm-hmm, that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very good lesson for, um,
0: you it's know, super. It's so true. Yeah, just the consistency of it, just actually sticking to the plan. Yeah,
1: right. There's you know this five monkey hanging on a tree. Uh, uh, Once a story, but kind of like uh, moral. So, five monkeys hanging on a tree one decided to jump how many you have
0: four
1: five he just decided he didn't
0: jump uh
1: every person makes this mistake makes including
0: mistake. myself because this is how i heard about it you you think decided to jump he jumped you, you don't okay. right yeah, you yeah, understand yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay.
1: i think it's important moral to just decide what it, like yes you have to be you know thoughtful about the process and the long term and the short term and your situation and taking you know decision making we talked about earlier today taking consideration people that close to you your gut feeling but whatever you decide just do it Mm -hmm. don't just decide nearly do it
0: that's half the half the battle a lot of there are things we're saying that people have heard already it's just sometimes people need to hear them a lot before they it actually resonates just half the battle is doing it right The, the other half of the battle is doing it consistently over a long period of time and doing it well but the first battle is actually getting off your ass and doing it most people have so many dreams and goals like I want to do I want I want I want I want you know how many times man I went to the army I had American friends said oh yeah I, I wanted to go I should have gone okay uh <laughs> then podcast I'd love to start a podcast every friend I know that wants to start a podcast none of them started right. one. <laughs>
1: even you I know? mentioned that by the way right Yeah. yeah.
0: Everybody, oh, and I'm, I'm just like, hey man, when you do it, give me a call, happy to help you. In the back of my mind, I know that, yeah, he's probably not going to do it. Not even because I doubt the person. I mean, if I know the person's a person that usually doesn't do what they say they're going to do, then I just don't believe them. But if I think they are the kind of person that will do what they say they're going to do, I still doubt them because doing something like this is just, you, you, ha- you cannot have instant gratification. You have to have delayed gratification because it could happen very early on but more likely than not it's going to take a long time before you start to see
1: you you want to hear something funny one i i 100 agree with you mm-hmm. i think every person will agree with you it's like like fundamentally that's how we work right and i try to think what is the biggest difference between israelis and americans Which is, I mean, interesting because, right, I live in America. I was born and raised in Israel. I don't know India. I don't know Canada. I don't know South America. I know Israel and I know America because this is where I was living Mm. in. Um, So I can only compare it to what I know. So the biggest difference, and I want to know, I want to think that I'm trying at least to be the best version of each because, again, you have pros and cons in every culture, right? Israelis are very like, let's just do it. So in terms of decision, they're just taking a decision and they go for it. This is why startups, like you know, the Startup Nation and you know, um, all the things that you know we know about startups, so successful the Israelis, because they're literally facing a dilemma and they just take a decision and they try to stick on that. I think even in the military when I learned that, moral, right, it's maybe even culture culturally it's kind of like the way you do things
0: in israel they just have more balls
1: yeah i don't know if more balls but they more um quick to take decisions which is related to a little bit you know with the no that you mentioned before because also no it's a decision right right not knowing and i think steve jobs uh really you know talked about that the best decision they ever made was was when they said no to mm. opportunities mm-hmm. um because they, it kept them kind of like focused on what they try to achieve um, and he it says it's like it was phenomenal opportunities, but we, we did what we did, so we had to focus on that. So the Israelis are much more quick with decisions. The Americans are much more um, process oriented. So with choosing quick, the cones is also, you kind of like play it by the ear but you don't have, like, the full plan. You're saying they
0: do a lot more preparation.
1: Right. So when you look at the Americans, you do a lot of preparation. You kind of, like, trying to find the procedure. You lose very valuable time, and sometimes you don't even pull the trigger, right? So that the Israelis... Analysis paralysis. Right. The Israelis are just jumping the gun. Right. And the Americans are not pulling the trigger, although everything is, like, the stage is set already, maybe, right? Or they they made it a little bit more. So I think... There are different, you know, uh, stages to a business that we all have to recognize. And by the way, even stages to our develop personal development. Uh, but when you're taking that, like the businesses, is stage one is the startup stage, right? You have to make quick decisions. You need to work those extra hours. You need to do what you need to do to win. Then you have established business, where you know you are in a state where it's not just to move fast you also have to build it right right because in the beginning everybody do everything you know you can you can um do uh, to uh to um uh, investor you can do a presentation and then after day after you're going to clean the the office right because you don't have like, money for a uh, cleaner for the office right so you do everything from everything and that's the state and it's fine um and israelis by the way are super good in this state very good Um, with, um, um, established business is like, you have to, you know, you have to create a frame around those, everything you do. And the final step state of a business is cooperated, right? Where, you know, you have a lot of bureaucracy, but everything is very, um, um, clear Mm -hmm. and very like there is a format. You have to stick with the format. That's how you do it. And the Israelis are very bad with the, with the cooperated but the Americans are very good in that. This is why the biggest corporation in the world are in the, in the U S it's, mm-hmm. it's fit the culture you have. So I think we all need to have a little bit from both. That's the biggest difference I could find from American to, uh, Israelis, please,
0: you know, uh, disagree. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think actually a lot of the American Jews that moved to Israel created that structure, a lot of that structure. I think so. Cause in general, American Jews are more, do things more by the book they do things more kind of this is they're more straight lined and israelis are more like all right how could we how can we figure this out and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad sometimes they they do that in a way where it's it's not kosher or it's not right and sometimes they just do it with an outside the box thinking like hmm the straight line works but maybe i can do this more efficiently for less money in a smarter way and so they're more you know they find a, as the as we say kombinot. right you know a way to just kind of Get around things, but not in an unethical way necessarily. But there right. are there are those that do right. it unethically.
1: And, and, and this this personal trait also can be a downfall when you have a lot of people because if every person from your team, when you have one hundred people in the company or more, start to do those, you know, cut the corners. I, or- I
0: don't think that that's a good rule of thumb for most things. I think if, when I say cut corners, I mean to just kind of uh, think of doing things differently. So, you know, take massive TV screens. TVs used to be these huge things, right? So a way of doing that is thinking, how can we make this thing smaller, more compact, lighter, you know, better quality. Better quality that's smaller. Like, better in every single way. How do we do that? But over the long haul, you still have to keep the quality. So you have to still treat it as well as you did that massive TV. So that's that's what I'm saying.
1: 100%. And I think as uh you know i found myself um come from like the israeli mentality to the american mentality obviously i had a lot of work to do i think in my nature i feel much more comfortable although i'm not american in a lot of sense because you know i grew up you know in israel but it fits it fits my personality better the american culture than even the israeli culture Mm -hmm. but I'm saying put yourself aside, just take the best out of two words. So then I was starting to think about what things can be, can, can, um, how you become successful, whatever it is. It can be, you know, your career, it can be your relationship, it can be uh, fitness, it can be anything you're trying to learn in life, right? Any field of your life. What are the, the, the few things that, you know, separate between the successful and the maybe unsuccessful, less successful people? And I came down to four different um, kind of like topics that, that makes, makes the difference. And all the four are relevant, but the majority of the people focus on the first two, some successful people focus on the third also, and the most successful people I know, good in, in the fourth too. So the first one is knowledge. The more bank of information you have in your head, the more successful you're gonna be. Real estate, you need to know, you know, maybe what is the um, square footage price for, you know, in Miami Beach, and maybe sometimes also in Hollywood because you have deals in both places. So basically, the more knowledge you have, uh, the, better, the better you can become, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is skills, right? You did so many deals in Hollywood that now you know the codes and the things that sometimes the city that is very different than a different place, right? Um, So skills, the more you do that, the more it becomes better. Then you have also, besides knowledge and skills, you have wisdom. Wisdom comes in handy, and this is more, the more successful people are using, is to abstract the more useful and unuseless kind of like information that you know. So, for example, again, let's say someone tells you, um, you know, an information that you're saying this is irrelevant for this, for, for you know, about about pools, but the property that you're trying to sell they don't have pool, so mm-hmm. maybe it's irrelevant. You see what I mean? But maybe you are in a condo, and it's important for them to use an information that you know about condos and and so forth. So, wisdom is kind of like of like be able to navigate between the useful information and also use it and and pass it along right because when you're trying to teach me about real estate and you teach me something that it's like the nitty-gritty of things man i don't know anything about real mm-hmm. estate why are you starting with this unuseful
0: start with the basics start with basics right,
1: right. so you, you use the useful information then the last thing and the most important thing in my opinion that i'm focusing a lot is the intelligence of of things and, and this is basically a skill by itself that what you're doing, you ab- abstract um, concept, concepts from one field to another. So for instance, if I learn how to teach people in martial arts and I'm a good coach, then everything that is relevant to be a good leader or manager or even a good parent I can take those things and just copy-paste, just give it a little bit different context. But it's the principle is principle, mm. right? I know what makes a good coach a good coach, and I know what makes a challenging class a challenging class. Like the question that you asked me, how do you make your, your, the most out of your team, or what, what makes you a better leader, how, how you can direct your people better, right? So I literally took those kin, uh, concepts, and, and you, can, you can simulate those ones, to everything you do and i think again most of the people focusing on the knowledge and the skill it's important it's basics but when you start to be um, mindful for the wisdom what useful information you need to know and by the way you know when you know people ask me about jiu-jitsu how you become so uh so good so fast you know i got my black belt after like yeah, six, six
0: seven years six six, years.
1: six six and a half years which is like you know again like yeah. I heard maybe faster routes, but, you know, that may be a wrestling background, so, but it's, it's relatively very, very fast, mm-hmm. and the reason is, you know, I see a lot of people going to YouTube to learn new moves. What I learned early on that, you know, let's say there is a fantastic move that it's very good for if you have um, weight advantage. hmm very valid like right? it's legit right you are a big dude there are moves that for big dudes that can give you the edge on like lighter people right mm-hmm. I'm not a big dude so when I saw those moves I was smart enough to say this is useless for me right now right. maybe down the line but now there is you know I have, there is all the information out there in the world you just need to open YouTube or Google chat GPT Right to get the access to every piece of knowledge there is right. in the world. Mm-hmm. So now you, you don't have the time to read everything, so you have to focus on the useful information to make you uh, successful. And then the last level is you know you're not gonna know everything, but then sometimes, and especially as a leader, as a manager, as a businessman, you will face HR. Like I never learned HR, so I had to come up with a formula that I abstract from a different field that I learned that helped me. Mm-hmm. to be better in this, right, even to a level it doesn't, you don't have to become an expert, but again, you abstract those, those principles or concepts from one field to another, and it's kind of like it's easier for you uh, to navigate and to be more successful. Um, and so I think this is fundamentally, you know, uh, related to, the, you know, the difference between um, different um, um, states of business. You know, you have to, you have to take, you know, you have to focus on where you are also when you have job interview, when you're into hire and when you want to be, you want to start a podcast, you have to take, you know, all these useful and the knowledge and the skills and, and mentors that can help you with getting those decisions
0: easier. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm.
1: this is how it's all connected. You know, it's, it's important.
0: These are good points. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. I want to make sure my mic's working. Okay. I l- yeah, they're all awesome. They're all very, very, they're very good points.
1: And and we need to, we need to be, you know, um, the more we think about those different uh, aspects, different segues, the better we'll become. And it becomes, you know, sometimes people ask me about, uh, for example, the Jewish Federation, or maybe jujitsu and other thing. I'm in a point where my speech, or my spiel, is so good. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to come up with it like I'm trying to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, when I give kind of like my age spiel, it's like easier to understand. But like I don't want to be like, just like a robot, repeat myself. I want to challenge myself, even when I explain that. And by the way, sometimes the other person cares about other things, so I need to focus my, you know, your organization can do a lot of things, right? So for instance, let's say uh, you, you do constructions and you meet a client, and this client cares about um, the little details, right? And your company is like the best company but because the prices also, right, because you have very competitive prices. You can talk with him only about the prices. It will be actually a red flag for him because he cares about, the, the, you know, the small details. So you have to adjust your, um, uh, your spiel to more useful information mm-hmm. for this individual. Right, because you know, my wife works with you know, kinds that they care about the internal design and less care about whatever, right? So, or which contractor or what the price or something like that. So, she has to focus on what is important. Um, so she has the skills, she has the knowledge, and she's she has the wisdom to know what is useful now. And she knows that because she's intelligent enough to understand that previously she met different clients. And that was important for them. So by asking a question, they, she already know what is important for the client, right? So she go for a meeting and she says, before you tell me anything, what is the most important thing for you? And the person tells you. And now you know where, how to deflect the conversation,
0: where to focus. She's finding the pain point and she's finding motivation. She's seeing what's important to them. Yeah, that's, that's super important. It also shows the, the, the client that, that she cares. As opposed to just giving her like well we have discounts well did you know that we do this did you know the um i thought i was gonna make a point but go on what what else what's next on your
1: so i have something you know we all have like busy busy days we all have you know our package we all have our problems we all have our kind of like you know and life is very dynamic sometimes, you know, your, your days, uh, you know, you can have the best week and then the most terrible week, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Life is very dynamic. And I find to myself kind of like a format where I, uh, whatever, whatever day I have, it kind of like keeps me in, in the box that I want to stay. I mean, not because I don't want to expand, but keep me, keep me in check. Right? So we all, we all consume social media. I'm trying to as less as possible, which I made like a significant uh, improvement mm-hmm. with that for mm-hmm. myself. Like I used to, like now my, um, my Instagram and Facebook and all the social media are kind of like on the last page on my cell phone. So to get there, I really need to. Swipe you can also to the turn side. off the
0: notifications.
1: That's true. I need to do that.
0: Yeah. That's okay. a good tip. I will do that. Thank you. <laughs> Very I didn't good. think about yeah. it. I, I I don't. I truth is, so I don't really. I never use TikTok. I, just I don't use have it. TikTok. Yeah. yeah, don't. It's stupid. I don't. I don't go on it. Uh, I just have it for posting my institute my mm-hmm. my short videos. But I want to never use it. I just eventually I'm gonna have somebody. Well, I've had my editor do it, so he he'll post the videos. Quite frankly, man, I don't give a shit to go on any of my platforms. If I had somebody to take care of it, to be on top of it, yeah.
1: I agree. So, so look, this is, if I do consume, this is what I'm trying to consume at least for myself. This Mm -hmm. is kind of like a a must do in a day, not necessarily via social media, but since we all kind of like use it. So I kind of like define if you use it, at least get that right. So I subscribe to things that, so one thing I have to see like some kindness movie, you know, those guys that, you know, you know, there's uh, this, this famous video when a guy just went in, in Manhattan to like an homeless that had like two burritos in his, head, in, his, in his hands and he was like, you know, grabbing one of them and then he came to him and he asked him, can I have, you know, the second one? And he's like, looking at him, never saw this person before, looking at him and he's like, sure, take it. And he is like, he's an homeless, So it's like he, he was waiting to eat this, right. but he gave that a guy. And it was just a, like a social experiment. And, mm-hmm. um, and the other guy was eating next to him say thank you, and gave him $500. And you see the guy, listen, like this is, you know.
0: Homeless, he doesn't have anything.
1: Hard yeah. sharing for, to think about this, This how significant it was for this guy that was giving you, giving him this burrito. And like I have to see those movies that kind of like keep me thankful for what we have. Listen, we all ambitious, we all want more. We want those more zeros in the bank account. We want to be more successful. We want to sell more real estate. We want to do more. We want to invest more. Wife, more kids, whatever.
0: You say more wife? You want to have more wives? No, sorry, you understand? <laughs> I? More with your
1: wife. Sorry, I don't want more wives. It's a good thing this is I'm, late in I'm the episode. It's ready, just to make it clear, and
0: it's more than <laughs> enough. Trust me. Um, it's a good thing we're hours into this episode because if this was in the five, oh, okay. first five minutes, as soon as you come home,
1: no, no, you know, it's fine. Yo. One thing I know about my wife, she, she knows me well enough. Uh, but in any case, to be thankful for what we have. I think we all need to be appreciative enough to, you know, wake up in the morning. And I'm not talking about like spirituality and all of that. Listen, just stay stay focused, but also be thankful for what we have, right? Things can be much more south than right. what they are. So that's one thing. Absolutely. Then the second thing is motivation to show me that there is always more so kind of like don't settle with don't be a mediocre like there is like push right which is funny because it's literally on the other side of the spectrum but i need to see it i need to get this reminder for myself that there are you know you need to be thankful but also you need to keep driving forward and Mm -hmm. keep you know motivate yourself to be a better better human
0: so be happy with what you have but not satisfied correct be appreciative that you have what you have and be thankful and show gratitude and keep have
1: that this hung, hunger yes you know we need to you know we, we like we talked before i, I don't want to be on the beach even if i have all the money in the world i don't want to sit in the beach and do nothing no i want i want to contribute something to my family also, to my if, the world
0: if I, no no go on i i, I cut you off in no. the best moment
1: no yeah but th- again the point is it's not mutually exclusive you know you can be thankful for what you have but you can be very driven to achieve more. I think it's very human right. thing. Right. Um, and the last piece is to learn every day something new, a new fact. Just it can be a small thing about the animal kingdom, about, you know, a field that you, crypto, about, you know, banking system, about whatever. Just learn a new fact, mm-hmm. right? So once I get these three things in a day, I know it was a good day for myself. I'm thankful, I'm driven, and I'm keep improving, continuous improvement, right? So I have these three things. Everything in me, everything I do is I know I'm on the good cor- course mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. and I will mm-hmm. change it if not, and I can always improve it. But at least I have these three fundamental points with myself that I'm kind of like
0: staying in check. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. This, uh, this is this so much. That's great i agree right um okay so are there any other things that you wanted to cover do you think we covered a lot of ground
1: i think yeah i mean i we cover i mean yeah it was was interesting we cover a lot of things um if we need to wrap it up i will say um again maybe you have you know something a question but i will say Try to have the best of all the words in terms of like when you're looking at yourself. Be spontaneous enough, but also be thoughtful enough. Right? And there are ways to do that. It's not, you don't need to invent the wheel. You just need to be, I will say, like I told my friend from Netflix that I told you, you just need to be aware to those things. Mm -hmm. How to manage yourself, how to work with your team, and how to manage your team. How you do any of them, it's something else. But you have to be aware to where like where you're at, right? You because that will build you in the the, the understanding and the discipline level that you need to move forward.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, everything everything's you're saying is phenomenal. It's awesome. No, I I, I I've responded a lot throughout the episode and given my, my, uh, kind of addition on it, or I've expounded on what you've said. I mean, I've, there's nothing that I, that you've said.
1: Whoever listened to us, the biggest tip I can tell, and, and this is i I'm still same person as I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. The biggest difference that I had is this network that I build. I'm telling you my network worth much more than myself. Right. which create me, right? right. But, but the environment that you are next to, artificially even, try to find those people that can inspire you, can teach you, can be a role model for you. I'm telling you, I have so many names in my head right now as we speak that like I'm thankful
0: for. Right, right, right.
1: And it's not the the quantity or the intensity of the times I'm speaking with them or spoke with them or met them but more like the quality time I had, this 45 minutes I had with this guy that I told you about, the, the private equity guy, mm-hmm. is like equal to a few weeks of myself, sitting with myself and thinking how I can make better. C- can, I can make myself better all my life, right? Yeah. So I think network, have these key people in every field, have a friend, a lawyer, a, a lawyer sorry, have this a, a guy can. that if you need security for an event, you can help. Every aspect, you know, ev- ev- all of them. So you can really, um, create like a very good, strong, um, circle around you mm-hmm. and w- whatever kind of like life is tackling you, you'll be able to handle.
0: You always have a guy. Yeah. You always have yeah, somebody.
1: A go-to guy. And you can always use me if you need a guy. That's something else. And if I, I, I know, a guy, <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy, <laughs> Yeah, <exactly. laughs> which is, which is by the way, is as, as important as you need, you know?
0: Yeah. And then eventually I can do the same for you if, if you right. don't have a guy. Well, so yeah.
1: I was, I was thinking about real estate also. So we need to talk about it offline. Sounds good. I want to, you know, thinking about my next step. I have, you know, but
0: it's a different conversation, I guess. I like the conversation. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm always happy about it.
1: <laughs> but I, I will say that, you know, I know, I know Rafi for, uh, since, since our first episode, you know, we, was. um, I'm organizing a, a lunch next Friday so with a few friends quality friends you're going to be there too
0: Sounds great um, sounds awesome
1: But Rafi is um as I said you know two things that that are indication for people that are you know on the route to become successful is if they are curious enough and if they love to learn you know the fact that you have this person and hear all those personality and every single that's been here and I was listening to all the episodes since we were here, um, maybe one more because I was in Israel. But um, you know, you like you are there, you, and it's, it, and I think your inspiration. I mean, even for myself, like I always thought, I, I share with you having my own podcast. I've the only reason I want to do it to kind of like leave a legacy or some lessons to my kids more than like anything else uh, but man you are you know you're you're creating you're creating your future and i think you know nobody can take it from you it's like you literally you grinding you're doing it it's an inspiration for me um and you know i know real estate you are like go-to person so you know i wanted to give a shout out to you although
0: it's your podcast and i appreciate you yeah, thank you man thank you I love you man the life my friends the, the life all right well we're we wouldn't finish it yet we didn't finish it yet we got to okay, still okay, say okay. yeah we still we right. still gotta we got to close out ahead, there's the there. there's the intro and the outro my friend thank you guys for watching i hope for whoever made it this far that it was worth your while and that you got tons of value remember again if you need any real estate related needs if you would like to just meet me for coffee and discuss anything whether it be real estate related or not feel free to leave a comment on the youtube channel saying hey man would love to get in touch with you you can follow me on instagram and send me a dm at Rafi the realtor all right and uh if you'd like to reach out to uh, Leo for any reason whatever the case may be if you want him to kick your ass in uh, military training or you want him to teach you any form of jiu-jitsu if you have any business uh, you know you're starting a business and you want some advice whatever the case is let me know if you'd like to reach out to him and uh, we can definitely set something up for the price of a hundred thousand dollars per hour the low cost he can be of assistance <laughs> So guys, subscribe, like, and share. I hope you uh, check out some of my other videos. If you haven't seen our initial episode, definitely, definitely make sure to check out the first episode we did together. Um, if you just put in IDF Navy SEAL, you'll see it. Or if you scroll down from my most recent video, it's only a couple of episodes uh, prior to that episode. Thank you so much for coming. Love no, you, bro. Thank you. You the man. Love Amazing. you too, homie. <laughs>